Everybody, we are going to break some news in this podcast today. You're going to hear here first, folks. You'll You're, never guess. You, If yeah. you listen to this first and you have not tapped your ESPN app this morning, we're going to tell you something that is going to be in every headline that you read about the NFL For going the into this weekend. It is going to own at least three news cycles. Yep. Uh, and we got to break it because we happened to be on <laughs> recording yeah, our did. podcast tonight. Yes, we did. Uh, as it happens. So buckle up, kids. We got some good ones. Uh, we're going to be breaking down the NFC playoff picture. Uh, touch in base with the AFC one uh, as we get a little further into the podcast tonight. Uh, discussing a major loss that happened in the NFL world in Demarius Thomas. Uh, and uh, uh, some records got set apparently in the NBA this week. Some guys apparently really good at shooting the basketball. We're going to talk about that for a few minutes. And this weekend gave us some great NFL games, which we're going to get right to. So buckle up, kids. Let's go. Welcome to Sportsify with your hosts, Matt Novak and Grant Hawker for December 16th, 2021. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Uh, welcome to uh, Urban Meyer Job Watch uh, Week One. Uh, is this really Week One? I did technically no, but uh, I think it's really starting. We're starting to be a thing that we need to pay attention to because uh, it's getting very interesting. Uh, he has now been called out by his rookie quarterback two times in one week in a secondary manner, um, and uh, been now he's got a an altercation against or a altercation accusation against him uh, with his former kicker yep, former uh, from earlier this season. Josh Lambeau uh, is uh, suggesting cool name, by the way. Yes, it, it is. Has cool. a good name. Uh, he is suggesting that urban Meyer may or may not have kicked him in the leg and told him to start making kicks. I don't know if urban Meyer's aware of this, but if you injure the kicker, it's actually harder for him to make kicks. Just, I don't know. Oh, this guy. This guy is the gift that keeps on giving to those who <laughs> love to make fun of uh, Urban Meyer anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, that's... I, I'll be honest. I've seen a lot of disastrous head coaching hires, but <laughs> is there one worse than this? Like, like genuinely, like one with this much controversy uh, well, I mean, he's, and come on, craziness? We can, think of, we can think of one The rest of his staff is losers. Can you blame Wait, him? no, no. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, uh, Lane Kiffin, uh, when he got hired by... Who was that? Was it Tennessee? Then he like ran away from the job like immediately because he got hired at USC. Oh, that th that, this, that was he was someone. It was someone who got hired for the Falcons, wasn't it? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. Lane Kiffin like got hired for a college job and then I know left the college job because he I got can't hired remember, at USC. I can't remember. No, who I'm it talking was. about NFL. That's what I'm talking about. Oh well, I you were just saying. In, okay, in that's general. Fair. That's fair. I mean, in general. That's fair. I didn't specify. But, uh, NFL bad coaching hires. I mean, I would, I, yes, as a 49er fan, I could no, throw no, 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 Chip, no, no, Chip, no, no. Chip and Jim no, no. Tom Sula there, there on are, there. No, no, There are bad, like, like but, obviously bad teams. But, but volatile? I, but, you might be right. But like with all this controversy and the coach being the middle I mean, of all of it. There was this one time when uh, Coach Shula decided to train all of his draft picks for a guy who really liked pot. Um, and then True. destroyed a franchise for literally years, but um, uh, at least till Drew Brees came to town and saved it. But uh, yeah. no, I mean, the, the, in the world of bad coaching moves, I mean, this is this is pretty. It's got to be the top. I think it's a, at least top as three. As, Let's as just long, call it top three. As long as I've been, <laughs> been like invested into football, this has been the worst. It has been. It has been. I. 
This wasn't necessarily something we planned on uh, talking about tonight a whole lot, but uh, it's just, it got more interesting Pure this afternoon. We had Pure to. Pure entertainment. And I'm here for it. But we did have some good things happen in the NFL that we yes. want to talk about. Uh, we had three great games uh, this last weekend. Um, we'll start with probably the most drama-oriented game, and that that seemed to be a dud. Uh, looked like uh, Tom Brady had a game in the bag. Looked like it was over. And then the Buffalo Bills outscored the Buccaneers 24-3 to in the second half. Came back and tied it at 27 going into uh, in overtime. Uh, Bills can't put up points uh, immediately. And then Tom Brady does some Tom Brady crud and hits a wide open uh, Perryman coming across the field on what looked not necessarily like a slant route, but kind of like a drag over the side. And apparently gone. there was a safety who just went to sleep and uh, Perryman was gone. Uh, yep. Untouched to the end zone on, I mean, that had to be a 70-yard play. No, uh, I think it was like 50. It was like 50. Okay, okay. It was My, in the 50s. Uh, it, he ran for a very long time. Yes. Um, hits the end zone, game over. Um, no one is surprised that Tom Brady won a football game on Sunday. Uh, but I'm a little surprised at how it happened. You don't expect Tom Brady in the second half to only be able to put up three points. Um, and genuinely that, that seemed to be uh, it, uh, the adjustments that McDermott made with the bills and their defense in the second half. And as well, uh, just opened up the playbook seemingly for Josh Allen. Cause he was, he was doing anything and everything, uh, standing on one leg to get that W, uh, for the bills came off limping dude had over a hundred yards rushing up until that game had uh, lost every game that he had rushed a hundred yards in, by the way. Um, huh. Stat of the week. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just flat out got it done. Uh, he ends up with uh, 293 through the air. I uh, said he clipped 100 rushing yards, 173 rushing yards, by the way, I believe is the it is the most this year by the Bills in a single game. Uh, he ended up with 109 average 9.1. That's pretty stinking good. Um, and a touchdown there on the ground. Uh, Josh Allen had did throw one pick. That was probably the low point of the night. Uh, threw the ball fifty four times. He yeah, fifty four <laughs> times. Which you you kind of expect if you're going to hit fifty, it should be in an overtime game. Yeah, and you're probably so also going to be down, down by down most and of the that game. part too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no hundred yard receivers. Stephon Diggs did me a solid though and got seven catches for seventy four. So I wasn't terribly sad about that. But, uh, you know, looking at, at overall stats there, uh, pretty comparable on both sides. Uh, both teams finishing with uh, over 400 yards total offense. Uh, what, and, and the uh, possession was ridiculous. It's literally within seconds. Um, you had 32 minutes, 8 seconds for the Bucks. You had 32 minutes, 21 seconds uh, for the Bills. It was as even a football game as you're going to see. Very few penalties, especially for an overtime. I think it was 11 total penalties in the game um, and just good football. Well, I think this games like this separate the great from the good teams. Yeah, I think so, because like it, everything is mashed. Even you're trading blows and then the one team can get the knockout punch to get to get the job done. Because I think we I don't know, at least with me and finding out that maybe the, the Bills are a good team, but they seem to be doing some stuff that just doesn't make sense. My biggest concern is that other than Josh Allen having a really good day running the football, they just don't want to run the football yeah, consistently. I, I think yeah. they handed it off literally like one time in the first half. Cause right. they don't, they like Zach Moss doesn't see touches. Devin Singletary doesn't see touches. 
they don't seem to have a running back that they trust, which we know yeah. is is a recipe for disaster in the NFL. You you have to be able to run. What and where I think it shows the most, because um, there's one stat that sticks out on the Bills' side uh, over every other, and that is on third down. The Bills went two for thirteen. Yeah, um, that you gotta is, win on third down. You, you got yeah, it, you've got to win on third down. Uh, to contrast, um, you know the the Bucks go. Eight for sixteen. I uh, have a fifty percent night there, um, and then wisely play the field position game and come back the next time. It's Tom Brady basic football. I get that. Bruce Arians not taking a whole lot of chances. Went for one fourth down that he didn't make, but um, you know two for thirteen. I have I cannot remember outside of maybe some garbage snow games or high wind scenario in Chicago or something like that where you saw a team get that few third down conversions and yep. be able to get a W, uh, maybe maybe a Tim it's Tebow crazy game back in the at day. That but with how poor their third down efficiency was that they this was an overtime game. Well, yeah. the, the thing that stands out to me looking at these stats is they were two for 13 on third downs, but they had one more first down than the Bucks did. They had 27 right. to right. 26. And, and so they're getting it the done on first and second down. Yeah. yeah, that speaks to the airing out. The airing it out. <laughs> I can get that. Uh, that they were doing on first and second down often in this game. And and how many broken plays you had. Because, yeah, there were some uh, definitely some designed runs for Josh Allen. But there's no way in the world they went into that game thinking he's going to run for 100. Tonight. Yeah. Um, no. So there's a lot of broken plays, which is going to happen with uh, any Bruce Arians uh, type structure there. You know, their defense in Tampa just comes after you. And if you can create running lanes for your quarterback, knowing that that blitz is coming, they're going to take advantage of it uh, better than most teams. And that's what they did uh, to keep it moving. So you see a lot of that, that play action was getting broken up with the blitz and then Josh Allen just going, okay, and taking off um, and, uh, and good on him. You know, I, I think he did everything he could to keep his team in the game, but they've got to have a better game plan because you're right. That is the difference between good and great. Uh, Tom Brady kept watching that. He said, man, he keeps making plays. Man, he keeps making plays. And that, you know, it's it's great to watch for a while, but eventually it's going to come back down to earth. I think that's what we saw happen there. But a great football game. Certainly, um, I didn't think that was really going to happen, to be honest. I thought I thought Tom was going to own that, and I was not surprised when I saw the first half score, even though it was 24-3 going to halftime. I was like, dang, Brady, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but... Brady's eh, all-time record okay. against the Bills is 33-3. and three. Yeah, I was going to say, I yeah. couldn't remember what it was off the top yeah, it's of my head. I was hoping three. when you guys had right. it. But yep, yeah. that's his all. So he's only lost to them three times, and he played them twice a year for 18 years. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't lose those very often. So. Yeah, that is a... In the terms of Aaron Rodgers, in the words of Aaron Rodgers, I still I, own you. I, oh, he's... That's <laughs> like extra owning like he put the hotel in uh, buffalo well, but that's also the jets and the dolphins like yeah. he owns he owned he owned the nfc east and yeah. AFC, afc east well that one set the standard for the weekend's games uh for sure uh 49ers also came out with an overtime win in it probably a, a must have um against so. the Bengals. this this caused some separation to happen uh between them and other playoff teams we're going to get to the nfc playoff picture in a little bit I actually touch in with the whole NFL playoff picture, but we're going to dive a little deeper uh, tonight on the uh, NFC playoff picture. Um, but the uh, the 49ers went up 14 in the fourth quarter. I thought the was over. In cruise mode, uh, had possession, ended up having to punt the ball. And um, in a series of unfortunate plays, both uh, Warner and Al Shazier, who play in the, the linebacker positions, 
Uh, 49ers most of the time are in nickel. Um, but uh, the both the inside linebackers there uh, end up coming out for two different injuries. Al Shazier's injury would keep him out for the rest of the game. Warner uh, went out for uh, two series, and on both of those series, uh, Joe Burrow ends up leading the Bengals down for touchdowns. I will Dude. also note as a 49er fan that Ambry Thomas, who was selected in the third round by the 49ers, um, and, uh, and I do feel bad he did get a concussion, um, but I am going to dog him for some horrible mistakes that he made while playing man, uh, man coverage on Jamar Chase. Uh, went high with the hands and twice got called for illegal hands to the face. One time negated a Joey Bosa sack that would have ended, a, ended the series. Nick Bosa. Yep. So, dang it. Why am I this way with names? He's on your wallpaper on your Bro, phone. I know. I love him. I love Obviously him. not very much. You don't know his name. <laughs> hey, listen. I do the same thing to what Wilson on my team? You say Justin Wilson. But Every time. Wilson. I literally was about to do it again. That's why I said what? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm I'm just old, and maybe I have Mr. a concussion. <laughs> Who knows? But Ambry Thomas did go hands to the face on Jamar. Uh, negates a Nick Bosa sack that would have ended a series that Joe, uh, Joe Burrow was en- able to take the Bengals down and score on. And then on the next series, uh, this wonderful human being goes hands to the face and uh, negates a uh, interception after that same Nick Bosa this murdered is, Joe Burrow. This conversation would be so different if, they, if the Bengals had won. You'd be like, this stupid... Whoever is oh is- no! This is still me being angry. I'm just not screaming. Well, I'm only toned down, toning down the volume, but not yeah. the anger in what happened. Uh, yeah. But a rookie was a rookie twice in the fourth quarter and nearly cost the 49ers. Will, I'm going to say this: I feel like everybody this weekend was all enamored by the Josh Herbert throw, which was yes. phenomenal. But some love needs to go to Joe Burrow and that and that touchdown to Jamar Chase that was in the final ridiculous. two minutes. I th- it was more it was more impressive. It was more impressive in terms of like he was getting pressured. Like Justin oh, Herbert, yeah. Justin Herbert wasn't really facing pressure. He just rolled out and hucked it. But Joe Burrow like dodged dodged the sack and was able to get that touchdown. And Jamar Chase just tiptoed in. Oh, dude, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful play. That was my favorite play of the weekend. It was- personally. I, I had to watch it like three times to watch Jamar Chase's feet because you I, could you I'm like, he like it looked it, like he uh, and I just kept well because I I kind of thought hoping, that when I, was I watched it I was right I, th- I kind of thought it might have been illegal touching because it looked like he went out of bounds before he even caught yeah, it yeah yeah that's it what did. it looked like but then obviously it didn't get called because again I just watched like the it whole did, recap an, another rookie though just decided to fall over in the <laughs> middle of that yeah. play our yeah, uh, but the, he, the Fort Niners safety Tuafonga uh, just was like you know what I'm gonna take a nap right yeah. here there you go. Here you go, Jamar. To me, but, the craziest like towing the line situation was that Brandon Ayuk touchdown at the end. Oh he just like kind of was gliding for a little bit and then just like kind of the ball he over just the pylon. Like, floated. Yeah, I mean, after after the 49ers go down by the field goal in overtime, which by the way, uh, Robbie Gould missed uh, a kick to end regulation, and I hate. I think we need to ban this. Announcers should not be able to say things like. So and so's made twenty one kicks in a row. When he lined you up, know, I was like, "They dude, said that." Take and- the lead or tie, and I'm like, <laughs> "I, knew I he was gonna miss you. it." I hate you. That's literally all I'm thinking is I hate. I hate it when they do it to other teams, unless you know my team's playing them. But like, I hate <laughs> it when announcers do this. Can we just not? Can we say this afterwards? Same thing with free throws. Like this guy's shooting ninety percent on the season. Clank. Oh yeah. I, I, how many times has that happened to Damian Lillard? Oh, yeah. Damian's hit his last 16. Yeah. You're just like, shut your mouth. Why do you need to say this crap? And now that streak starts over again. Yeah, why can't you just, you just say 17th. those two free throws 
afterwards were Damian Lillard's 17th and 18th makes of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, or, or in a row, I mean. Um, but like, why couldn't they have just said after the kick, Robbie Gould just hit his 22nd kick in a row to uh, tie or take the lead in the fourth quarter? Like, yeah. why couldn't they have said that? I'm not superstitious, but so I'm a little stitious. I'm a little stitious. I am. I just hate it when they do it. But uh, no, I and and to uh, uh, to the point about Ayuk after uh, the field goal gets made that forces the Niners to have to uh, either hit a field goal and get a horrible tie, which nobody likes in football, yeah, or I uh, get down there. Uh, Jimmy G gets his number called six times in a row on that drive, and all he did was complete every pass um, and lead the 49ers straight down. There was not one run play called on the next drive. Uh, Shanahan definitely saw something. Two of those passes go to uh, uh, to Kittle, and Kittle made one of the better that grabs snag. of the week. Oh. I, if he wasn't monstrously tall and freakish, had freakishly long arms, that wouldn't have happened. He snared that. But that wow, was, that was a good grab. I was obviously rooting for you guys to lose just because, yeah. but I saw that. I was like, oh, no, they're going to win now. Like, yeah. That's that's the kind of play that just changes the game. Oh, it was it was pretty sick. He said two, he's had a couple. Two back-to-back monster he, games. One hundred and eighty-three or eighty-six, somewhere in there uh, against the Seahawks. I think it was one hundred and seventy-one. It was it was over one hundred and eighty. I was remember okay. that. Yes, because I looked at it. Because somebody somebody said he almost uh, had two hundred receiving yards, and I thought it was less than uh, the actual number. So Let me find it. It was one hundred and eighty something. Grant's got it. And then uh, this last week, yeah, he hits over one hundred and fifty uh, second week in a row. And Debo comes back. Clearly looked at one hundred eighty-one. Yeah, 81. Okay. And then he, looked, he got 151. Like, Devo was like 80%. Like yeah. you could tell he wasn't there. But I will say when we got inside the 20 earlier on um, in the, uh, I think it was the first half uh, when Debo scored his rushing touchdown, we got inside of that. I was like, money, here it comes. And they did that sweep toss to the outside. I don't know why, but he cannot be stopped between the 10 and the 20 yard line with the ball in his hands. It's ridiculous. He scored on four. A really good comparison. Cause I couldn't really put my finger on it. Cause whenever he runs, he kind of runs. It looks a little weird. Oh, he's, and, he's hesitating, waiting for blockers. You and, can tell and then it just boom. But like even his form and somebody put it into perspective for me, it looks like Kyler Murray running <laughs> where he just kind of has that like deceptively quick speed yep. where it doesn't really look like he's like full on running. His legs are just like road runnering. Like, and then he's gone. And then he just outmans you, like with his arms. He just bowls you down. Mm-hmm. You know, he chucks guys. Um, he he has. I, I was just looking at a couple of stats on him this last week um, that they had put up. But his um, his yards after catch leads uh, leads the league, leads the uh, Cooper Cup. Um, it might uh, not now. I think I, I think I saw the stat post Monday Night Football, but I could be wrong. Well, what, what's, I, I, what's the stat? Uh, most yak. Uh, oh, okay. Ever, yeah, it, I think it's, it's close. I know at one either, point he was definitely the the number one yak. Yeah, I think he's still uh, the uh, the average leader. Probably, um, but he yeah, Cooper's probably got him on total just because the games played. I would imagine, um, and the amount of receiving yards he has. <laughs> But uh, uh, but no, it's it's always incredible to watch him. And then Brandon Ayuk on that last drive, as we were mentioning a moment ago, saved my fantasy week this week with that overtime Oof. touchdown. He that that dive into the end zone. I did not think he got it at first, and then uh, they showed the secondary uh, you know replay in full speed and at a little di- different angle. And I was like, oh dang, no, he did it. And uh, you could tell he didn't step out. And dude, what an athletic play! Uh, 
And, you know, as a fan, love seeing the 49ers get the W, but it was a great game. It really was. And hats off to Joe Burrow, uh, who played an incredible game. I have not got to see him a lot. He's not in our time zone, uh, which we uh, we watch games here. And so he's and the Bengals don't exactly get a ton of prime time. Um, but uh, genuinely, it is it was cool to see him making all those plays. And if that dude can stay healthy, man, uh, he's going to be fun to watch for a lot of years. Uh, he has great command of that offense, and uh, and he makes some just stupidly good throws. I can't believe there are people that were doubting him as a number one pick. Um, I I, I could doubt him as a number one. I thought he was going to do well in the NFL, but I didn't think he was a day one starter. I, I'm just being honest. I didn't see him mm-hmm. as a day one starter because he was a flash in the pan. Sure, you know, he, yeah, the one he, season of fifty touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he had he had a crazy good year, wins the Heisman Trophy, and you're like. Okay, I mean, they went to a spread offense. They let him have fun. I get it. I don't know if he's the number one. And he, and to be honest, he didn't look big enough either. Yeah. At the time when he, got I mean, drafted. obviously, obviously, in in this in this draft, Herbert yeah. looks more like the number one. Like look like looks more like the number one oh, now. Yeah. <clears throat> now, yes, now, yes. But you you could say one A one one B. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Because well, yeah. But but like if yeah, you yeah. if you could redraft knowing what you know, you you oh. Ten out of ten teams are going to pick Herbert. Yeah, I was listening. I was listening to some DP this week, and um, and he was talking to. Uh, oh, I'm going to blank on the name now. He was talking to a, one of the uh, NFL head coaches, and and uh, and he he just said, "Hey, I know neither of these guys are on your team, but if you could take um, Herbert or Burrow as as your team starting quarterback, like tomorrow your guy goes down, you need to replace him." And he goes. You know, this is no knock on Joe Burrow. He goes, but Herbert has things that you can't teach, and uh, and well, that's also, very clear. He uh, doesn't have an ACL injury. He does not, and, and he that's, did mention he goes. He also has a clean uh, bill of health and has never had a significant injury. He goes, his size. You know, he's six four and a half, two hundred and thirty pounds. <laughs> he is the prototypical quarterback, and then he just reads a pocket well. Um, and the dude makes throws accurately that just. Most guys can't touch on a good day, and he does that. It bomb all the time. he had was probably the one of the best throws I've seen in recent memory. Yeah, and there, there have been a lot of good throws recently, but just that was Williams, right? No, that was the Guyton. No. Oh, Guyton. Yeah, yeah that's I wish right. it was Williams. Yeah. Would have finally paid dividends <laughs> in fantasy for me, but no, it was, was off the screen for most of the clip, and then yeah. it comes down into yeah, the, the end the zone. Ball in beat stride. the camera. Yeah, it did. It did. I, it was. What was it? Sixty-five in the air. Something stupid like that. I think. I think it, it was seven. Yeah. It was dumb. Yeah, it was it it was a Justin Tucker uh record setting <laughs> yeah. field goal, field goal yeah. kick uh in the air. By the way, for what it's worth, um Cooper Cup does have more yak per game by like four and a half yards. Oh, so that had to change this week. Debo has five thirty four yak, Cup has six forty seven yak, and Coop's played one more game. Really? Yeah. But granted, yeah. we're not handing the ball up to Cooper Cup. Yeah. So that yeah. I mean, if he if Debo was on the trajectory that he had, he would have still been the most. I mean, he's still third. I can be <laughs> slightly NFL wrong right and be okay with it, uh, but five yards is like minuscule per yeah. game. Well, yeah, when you're you're talking catch there, yeah. Well, the uh, the other game of the week is he's mentioning Cooper Cup uh, was Monday Night Football was a great game. Um, yeah, I was watching that. I was at Red first Robin. half was awesome. I was like, watching. Really was. I, I only I was at a at a student's piano recital. So I didn't get to watch most of it, but I watched like the last quarter pretty much at Red Robin. Yeah. And I was keeping up with the game. And when the Cardinals got the the, mm. the onside kick, I was like, oh my goodness, is this going to happen? 
And then, and then they just shot themselves in the foot a million yeah. times. And I was like, okay. That, well, it was a holding penalty. There was a the holding gate, penalty, right? and then there was... A false start. And then, false there was, start. And, there was a, and then he took the sack. And then, and then the Aaron sack. Donald did his thing. Aaron Donald had his way <laughs> with I mean, that line. But he had his best game of the year. He had his best game of the year, but also that's, that's that, that was dumb on Kyler Murray. That, that 100% is his fault, too. Yeah. You, like, you, dude, he said it was a miscommunication with the line, but you got to spike The minute he got the ball, he just decided, I'm going to run 30 yards behind, like, back. I'm like, what do you think is yeah. going to happen? Like, when you get out of the pocket, right out of the, they don't have to be the block. And he's doing the, the by the time for the Hail Mary and, like, do the loop loop and then, but like, he just, wind up. The but, minute I saw him do that, I'm like, oh, it's over. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was over once the he, whole thing and the He gets start. away with quite a bit. He does because of his speed. Um, but that was just an error in judgment. I mean, you're already set that far back, too, and then you're trying to throw the ball that far. Like, I know he has an arm, but I don't know if he's got that arm. Mm-hmm. You but know? It's, it's just dumb to do it before you even face pressure. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I mean, I'm like, take it I'm off sorry, like that he just, just instantly idea. just bolted. And I'm like, what are you? Okay, game over. There's <laughs> no how much you trust that offensive line against Aaron Donald, by the yeah. way. <laughs> and, From the and first I can't blame snap of the game. That. Yeah. You got did he have, did he have three play. sacks that yeah. game? Three sacks. Yeah, and and honestly, only because, he was, because he's Kyler Murray avoided so many. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I Genuinely, like he, he, he played out a lot of those. I also thought one play that he made was really the running out of bounds with one second left. Holy talk about cutting it close. I, I couldn't tell if he got lucky or if he they was like, him, if he peaked up at the clock, he said, and, he said he was watching it. Okay. He I mean, I, I believe him, it. but he also yeah. didn't snap or uh, spike the ball when he, he should have. So I don't he know said he was, him. he he said it like three or four seconds. He was, he was up looking at the clock. He gave it a look, saw it out of the corner of his eye and then kind of watched it as he was getting close and then just tapped. Um, he he said I was just getting every yard I could. Not gonna lie, I was partially like, I was upset that they got the field goal at the very end because I'm like, how did sure. we just let that happen? But at the same time, Sean McVay has that halftime lead record where he hasn't like lost. He's like, at this point, he's undefeated. Yeah, it's like 47 wins in a row or something with a halftime lead. And I was like, I had the tweet ready. I was like, okay, is this gonna be the number one seed in the <laughs> NFC versus the Sean McVay like halftime? lead record and then they tied i was like okay at least if we lose i don't have to worry about that streak ending <laughs> but i i was not too pleased with that but turned out in our favor i guess yeah i mean you gotta love it all these games coming down to the last play somebody somebody's got to make something happen and does be it if it's the the rams defensive line uh no ramsey today or i guess not today but the, yeah there yeah they, no higby whole bunch of people decided to get COVID this weekend. Um, and uh, uh, the NFL is, is uh, already preparing uh, some different protocols for the playoffs. NBA as well. Very concerned hard. about it. And yeah, the NBA is saying that they're expecting um, a whole lot of bad stuff to happen in January post-Christmas break and those extra days off that they mm-hmm. give NBA players around Christmas and New Year's. Um, but... Uh, but no, they and and I'm, we're going to talk about at least one team tonight that's missing. Uh, I think it's nine starters um, currently on the COVID list on in the NBA. No NFL. Oh, um, in the NBA, I know the Bulls are yeah, Chicago, devastated. They're postponing games, which is <laughs> yeah. screwing me. You know, for fantasy. I don't have like any Bulls on my NBA fantasy team, but I, I have mean, a whole bunch of people that are playing the Bulls. <laughs> True, <laughs> so that's been kind of hosting me this week, but. Anyway, uh, no, those were some three th- or three great games uh, this week. Want to get into some other stuff. Uh, this last week, uh, the Ducks decided to go ahead and replace uh, the exiting Mario Cristobal uh, after his three years. We talked a lot about last week 
about uh, the Ducks hiring or going to be having to hire somebody. And there was a lot of speculation on what was going to happen, you know, in terms of the change, were they going to go for a big name? They're going to make a big splash. They're going to bring back, bring back someone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like with Chip Kelly, it ever got to a point where uh, an offer was going to be made. But what was really interesting is the Ducks had apparently decided on Justin Wilcox from California and offered him the job. He said no initially. They asked him to sleep on it. He agreed to. They uh, He came back on Saturday morning. Uh, this was That was Friday night last week. Came back Saturday morning. He said, hey, I slept on it. I think I'm going to pass. And they said, well, take this into consideration. Threw a whole bunch more numbers at him. We're talking some record-setting assistant coaches pool money, um, some uh, Lincoln Riley-esque things like 24-hour private plane access, some other <laughs> things. I, I, No joke. They put it all on the table. Uh, they wanted their guy. I mean, it was ridiculous, which is, to me, he's doing an okay job at the University of California. Like, yeah. I don't know that that's an awesome hire. I know that Justin Wilcox is a hometown guy from Junction City, literally uh, about 15 minutes away from uh, the Ducks uh, stadium there. And yeah, okay. If that's your guy, I guess that's your guy. But uh, he said no again. And so they said, you got to be kidding me. And they went to their second choice, which was Dan Lanning, uh, 30, what is he, 34, 35? I think he was one of the two. Um, the, uh, uh, but defensive coordinator from Georgia, uh, whose uh, defense averaged a whopping uh, 9.8 points surrendered on the year per game. Um, we talked about last week. I'll uh, take that. Georgia, yeah. Georgia only had one bad game all year. Um, that last one, you know, Alabama. But uh, I, they go get a guy that they feel really confident in. The word is that Wilcox and Lanning were one A, one B scenario. Um, and Lanning was lobbying hard for the job, wanted it out of the gate. Said, you know. He was excited to, to have the opportunity to make mountain move, mountains move. I'll be honest. Um, to me, that's more exciting than someone who like you have to bribe with every single like agreed. thing. Like you, you, you want someone in your building that wants to be there. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's exciting to the fan base. I don't think the fan base. You, you can pitch the whole hometown hero garbage uh, to us all you want. We want a winner. We don't care if he's from here. Like, yeah, we we don't. That, um, yeah. that, it's different than a player. Sometimes it's nice to have like Justin Herbert. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But, guy that comes right out of literally lives 10 minutes from the stadium exactly. his whole life. But a coach eh. really cares. I mean, you know, the winningest or the, the highest win percentage coach that we have in, in the history of the Ducks program is a guy from New Hampshire. Um, yeah. You know, if at 49 and seven, I believe with Chip Kelly's record when he was there. Um, you know, and then he surrendered it to a hometown hero out of Coos Bay and Mark Helfrick, who had one good year, got us into the college football playoff with all the team, uh, that Chip Kelly had left behind. I forgot about him. And Helfrick went in and had one good year and then turned it into a dumpster fire in two years after that. Oh my gosh. I forgot that man existed. (laughs) That started Willie Taggart and that got us to Mario Cristobal. So, um, you know. I think it's a good hire. I, I I don't I don't mind the young guy, the enthusiasm. I think the I think in college football the energy for the job helps. You look at the way Lincoln Riley led in Oklahoma 
and the reputation he garnered as a very young football coach. I believe he took over at 30 or 31 years old, which is just unheard of for a D1 program, especially an elite one like Oklahoma. Um, And so I got no problem with the age thing. I have no problem with the defensive emphasis. Uh, The Ducks today landed seven. Today is uh, a national signing day. I didn't catch up on any of that yet, but it wasn't bad. I can tell you that. Texas A&M is in number one right now in recruiting class. Wow. Uh, Really? Yeah. Fisher's doing it. Uh, They're usually in the top five. The only thing I saw was was Deion Sanders guy. Oh my goodness! Good how for do him. you go get? It was a, how do you go get the number one corner and the number two overall rated prospect in a class at Jackson State? You say, "Hey, I'm Deion Sanders, <laughs> and I can make one you of the, the best, best cornerbacks ever. to ever play." He well, he, he he went in and said, "I'm the best cornerback to ever play." Well, let's yeah, be honest, we, <laughs> we know that. I don't think he's the best corner ever, but he's I, definitely no, numbers. Numbers list. would tell us a different story, and we'll yeah. have fun with that sometime. No, maybe. I, I know, but but sure, in okay. in okay. coverage, okay. Anyway. Uh yeah, but his him whole like taking a hat and like putting it on and then taking it off like the whole and like his mom threw him the hat yeah for Jackson State I I hate watching those videos it just makes me cringe dude <laughs> it's so that, bad. just tell just me like, where you went I was like okay dude just yeah just put on the right hat who cares look man can we just see the Instagram post of you signing your paper your yeah yeah paper just, like yeah. I don't give a crud about just this. the one with your parents in the background. Putting a hand on your shoulder, but those that. those things are for them and their their buddies. Yeah, like, yeah, that's I'm what fine. It is. I'm fine with it. I yeah. just don't. It's, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I, like, I don't find it hype. No, I, I don't. I don't no, care. it's nothing to be excited about. I don't know who this high schooler is in the first place, right. other yeah. other than the fact that he's got a profile. Uh, and I we don't hear about most of these kids until unless they're his name like something a fam- Turner was it? Yeah, but they're like unless they got a famous last name. Like I will have seen. That Manning kid throw, Arch I can't Manning. tell you, Arch Manning I throw, I can't tell you how many times by the time is he, he gets ju- to a college. Is he junior? I don't know. I've been watching him since he was in eighth grade, I, I, though. I can tell I, you that. All I know is that I've seen some of his throws. <laughs> They're pretty dang impressive. <laughs> but how is he do? I just want to know, like, with those tiny arms that he had, especially as, like, his freshman, sophomore year, and that's how pathetic this is that we've seen yeah. this much of it. But, like, I don't know how he's making Sports those distance Center throws, Instagram man. just loves posting about Oh, yeah. They, all the time. <laughs> You, well, did you see this one? Did you see this? You know what's really funny though is I've seen there there are linked accounts to colleges like the University of Tennessee that post his stuff, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's got to be like a borderline violation at least when they repost the kid's stuff. Well, did you see what Debo said? Uh, De- oh, not Debo, Dabo Sweeney said today. No. Oh, I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, read he it. said. Uh, it's chaos right now. Tampering galore. Adults manipulating young men. Education is like the last thing now. And I'm like, have you followed the last 50 years of college football? That's just like, that, that's just Dabo, because though. someone went to Jackson State because they have Deion Sanders and didn't yeah. go to like a premier. Well, like, and what was his other? I think his other big choice was Georgia. The, uh, this kid? Yeah. I don't I, I mean, think the, I think, I think well, it was, it was saying, big offer. I'm just saying, if, I think if he's the number two prospect, I'm sure every school off, like, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, but I think, his, I think his top five got down to like uh, a top two, and then he tossed both of those today and then pulled out that Jackson State thing. I'm pretty sure one of them was Georgia. Um, I'm just saying, if I was, Georgia, if I was a State, recruiter, Florida State was the other one. That's if, right. If I was a recruiter from that team, I would definitely have been upset. Like, seeing oh, the, yeah. like, oh, he's going to. Well, I, I kind of like Deion it. Sanders at Jackson State. I, I kind of like it too because it kind of like flips everything on its head. It's like, hey, you know what? Things might be a little different now. I no, mean, I, I really do like the yeah. fact because like I get, I always. You guys have been hawking these kids for how many years yeah, now? Like, yeah, I, I, I like that I a lot. It. Like, it's especially something I like in the NFL. 
too is like I'm 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 always root for the underdog for the most part because like you know if like I like I'm gonna get tired if the Chiefs go again and again and again I'm gonna be tired of it I'm gonna root for the team that's never been there or yeah. that kind of stuff so in that same vein I'm I'm super excited that yeah. plus that, for him it makes sense because I'm basically going to cornerback university yeah like yeah. if I want to get prepped for going to the league I I get <laughs> it know? I get it well you know? the the guy that he he's a wide receiver quarterback he's a corner. The yeah, guy that went to Jackson State. Jackson is a State, he's a corner. Yeah, he, because you saw him catching all those passes from an other team's quarterback. Are you sure? Yeah, because dude, because yeah. there was one where he, dude, I swear there was one. He's got hands. That, that's why he's the second <laughs> overall dude, prospect. I, I, I saw him catch one and walk like, just like you know, yeah. eyeball catch it and walk into the end zone and start celebrating. Yeah. So so he's I I want to explain this in in uh, in layman's terms okay, and not to insult Grant. No, no, no do not say, talk to me like I'm he's five. He's Calvin Johnson, but he plays defense. Dude, okay. Then the video that I was that he probably showed, did play both sides of the ball though. Okay. I was, I was, wait, okay. I was just having fun until I said that because because I saw it because I'm I am ninety five percent sure like this was a he he was catching the ball and ran it into the end zone like not the opposite way. Like yeah. caught it. For I the, mean, any star athlete in high school they, is playing both. both ways. So yeah, <laughs> but because I, I watched it, I mean, I watched it with no volume, and I'm like, oh, so he's a wide receiver. Okay, but okay. The uh, <laughs> too much fun. <laughs> I I was just giving you a hard time. Yeah, I, I knew he played both sides of the ball. <laughs> okay, I did not. So there you go. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, that's probably why Dion wants him. Uh, is what Dion did. So yeah, I did want to did want to take Play a moment uh, tonight, and we we haven't been on since it happened. But uh, and uh, just say R.I.P. to Demarius Thomas. Uh, passed yeah. away this last week. Uh, you know they they haven't figured out uh, and released everything yet. I know there's still an autopsy pending and all that kind of stuff. But does appear uh, passed away from possible stroke at his home. Seizure, uh, I think, is what it was. Yeah, or sorry, seizure. I. I, that's another thing I get confused, and I apologize for that. Um, but uh, this is a guy who spent 10 years in the league. I average a, a, a thousand yards a season, six touchdowns, um, and uh, you know was nothing but a consummate professional until he just couldn't play the game anymore uh, at an elite level. And uh, dude won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Uh, had a heck of a career, any a career that any wide receiver would would love to have. Know that they were going to have coming into the NFL. And uh, that's a that's a huge loss uh, for Bronco fans everywhere, and uh, we were we were all sad and shocked to hear it. I he's was like sitting, what thirty three years old, yeah, thirty three, almost thirty four. He would turn thirty four on Christmas. Yeah, and- I literally I was I was with Matt, and I'm like I saw like some tweets. It was before it was like news. Yeah. I saw some tweets. It was like please let these rumors not be true, and like that kind of stuff. I'm like what is what is that for what? And then I'm like trying to figure this out, and then there's this football page that i follow that breaks news like every second and then and, and, and they, they they posted that and i was like no way and then five minutes later the nfl yeah. posted about it at this point if that stuff gets out it's pretty much true because yeah. that's like what oh, happened yeah. when kobe got in that right. accident and passed right. away i was like no way right and then you're like well you, it gets to a point where that'd be the right stinking made up the, the right sources specific, get a hold of it yeah. you know it's yeah pretty much a wrap until they make the official yeah that was sad to hear, and you and you see, I uh, you see all these great posts about the man that he was, and um, you know I think as fans sometimes we get jaded watching the uh, I'll throw a few guys under the bus here Antonio Browns of the world, um, you know you you get tired of hearing about athletes and their stories like Michael Vick's, um, you know I'm, I know I'm digging a little bit there, but it, it's it, it 
it's sad when uh, when you don't hear about all the great things that a person does till they pass away, and you hear right. all these negative things from other athletes and how athletes in general get portrayed. And there's so many great guys out there. And uh, so again, rest in peace, uh, Demarius Thomas. So many great stories. And uh, we look forward to hearing more of them. I, I'm sure that this is the type of thing that we're going to see a, a doc on. And I look forward to hearing uh, so much of his story that I didn't know. And I, I know so many fans out there uh, probably were unaware of. Um, but, uh, you know, this heavy day or heavy week for the Broncos. And uh, I want to also just say what a classy move. Uh, it, not only by the Broncos to go out with 10 guys and leave the open spot on the field, but incredibly classy by uh, Dan Campbell and the Lions uh, to uh, decline a, a penalty there. Um, yeah, that was and cool. uh, right out to start the game there on Sunday. Um, and then everybody just taking the moment to acknowledge the guy and mm-hmm. uh, the fan base, obviously largely aware. Um, they sold that game out. Um, I mean, Lions haven't played in a whole lot of sold out games this year <laughs> and uh, maybe well, outside of Green some, Bay. I saw some but. really cool, some really cool sign that a Lions fan had. And it said like this, the we're all fans of uh, of the Broncos today. Like this win yeah. is for we're, we're all rooting for and then they said this one's for DT Lions. or whatever. Yeah, that was and, super cool. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good on them. And you love seeing everybody come together. I, I'm sure that was a huge blessing to Demarius Thomas's family. Um, and, uh, some other, uh, somewhat sad news uh, on a completely unrelated note. Uh, I, I was very sad, uh, Uh, this weekend watching the Timbers play, uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm for 90 minutes. I just sat there in frustration. Like, why can't they get one across? Why can't they get one across? Timbers went down one, nothing. Um, well, like 20 minutes into the game. Yeah. And 25. And it didn't feel like they didn't have a chance. There were shots taken. There were some close calls. You're just like, oh man, almost, almost. And it was almost the entire match. And then four minutes into, uh, to, uh, stoppage time, they put one in the back of the net and you just couldn't, uh, more. There was five seconds left. Yeah. Five. Literally they were going to blow. They were going to blow three whistles. I don't, I think if it would have cleared on that possession, it was over. Yeah. And so, uh, but Mora gets a gets a put in opportunity, sinks it. Was a it. frantic, a frantic. They like, were just taking oh! shots and just kicking everything. And and it got blocked yeah, there twice. Was a, right deflection just comes out to the side. Mora's in the right spot, puts it in, uh, forces Dude. it into overtime. Overtime, they go in through the two fifteen minute uh, overtime sessions, and it goes to penalty kicks. And Oh my gosh, my heart just got broken watching the Timbers unable to sink kicks. Um, and it really just, Steve Clark had a bad day. I mean, he, yeah, the he one did. goal that did get in, that dude blocks that every twice on Sunday. I mean, he's just, he's in, that's a no doubter stop. Well, but, um, and also, I was just thinking like how, like just the size difference between Clark and Johnson, like Johnson's oh my gosh, freaking huge. Like he just, but he just like with his hands halfway out is like but Clark's cut. instinctual. That's his yeah, style, he's and quick. he's so good, and and genuinely has had a great season for the Timbers, but just had a bad Saturday. Um, and uh, New York ends up winning it on penalty kicks. They got it done when they needed to. I was so excited because the Timbers put in Valeri. Yeah, and uh, who what was in like, on? By the way, took one of those minutes? shots that did deflect. Yeah, he uh, did. at the end of at the end of regulation. Wait, what, did they put him in like eighty five minutes? Yeah, I mean, literally, we're just like, 
All right, well, nothing else is working. There we go. Uh, and it was his last match uh, playing for the Timbers. Yeah, uh, clearly the end of his career is retiring. That one really sucked to see him just like sit there on the, tur- on the turf on yeah. the field. And then to, and to see him take the third penalty kick and miss Dude. that, or, well, get it blocked. Uh, yeah. That was brutal. I mean, you just felt like if anybody was going to make one, it was his day. And yeah. win or lose, at least he could have put it, le- or left it all out there. And, and I'm sure, sure he would have loved to have that one back. Uh, Johnson made a great read, yep. uh, but also Valeri just didn't put a lot of English on that thing, and it was a pretty, it was a pretty easy one for him. It to was get. pretty straightforward. Yeah, but Timbers uh, did make an unexpected run there. You can't be sad as a fan when your team is in it and that close oh, at dude. the end. When when they, um, when Moore hit, hit the goal, him. me and my my oh, my, my buddy was over. We were both sitting down because we were, we were upset. We're like, I mean, they did. I'm like, the Timbers are lose because they're just passing the ball to New York every. Oh, possession yeah they like seem to lose a lot of possessions i was like so we're like whatever and they do that and we had like i had i was dog saying so i had a bunch of animals like on my lap was watching and i throw them <laughs> off me and like i scare i scare all of our animals like the million animals that are in my house and they're like what the heck and we're just like high-fiving and hugging and we're like oh my gosh what did we just see and then the penalty kicks and we were and then it was just silence in our oh, house and the house yeah we just we didn't say anything minutes. for like five minutes i really did i needed a few minutes to recover i was really sad uh, but you just kind of felt it coming after that first one got blocked. But, yep. You know, again, good season on the Timbers. Uh, we'll be looking forward to next year. I know they're going to be doing a little bit of revamping with that roster. Um, and, uh, you know, they they made the most out of uh, some difficult stuff. Espria coming on this year and filling the role. Dude. Goal scorer. Yeah. Um, you know, ended up being top 10 and goal scored on the season. Well, the schedule's um, already. As did Blanco. The schedule's already out. Yeah, for next year. Yeah. So, and like, they're yeah. like, they're, it's like the earliest start that they've had. Right. It starts in February, I want to say. Right. And it's probably, it's also because of the midseason tournaments and where there's a position yeah. that ends up making the, the MLS schedule a little more uh, drawn out. And, yeah. uh, and so, I and, forget, and I, I forget and they're wanting playing. to finish. I think they're also wanting, they, I, the what I've heard is, well, they're trying to get it so the MS, MLS championship is on Thanksgiving. That would be a brilliant move Dude. by the MLS. Well, but uh, no, uh, well, I mean, but there's going to be the Thanksgiving games. Like yeah, but just play football it, reigns just reigns supreme. Just on holidays. put it whenever the Lions are scheduled, and it won't matter. <laughs> um, hey, Jameson, you know who the uh, the greatest shooter in the history of the NBA is? Uh, Steph Curry, and it's not even a debate. Yeah, Shaq, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, baby. I saw somebody make a pretty good point today. Um, Might have been Nick Wright on First Things First. Um, he made a good point. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. a first. And he said, of all the sports debates that are out there, you know, who's the GOAT in football, basketball, baseball? Who's this? Who's that? The one undisputed thing is that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. I don't, I don't even understand how old you would have to be and ignorant you would have to be. I don't want to mean to be an ageist there, but how no, old and ignorant a, you'd have to be. There is a lot of um, people who are older that gatekeep. Um, sports. That's a good. That's a good term. That, that's 100 like that. the term for it. Just like those people. Like, well, it's the people like, that say LeBron couldn't play in the 80s or the 90s. I'm like, come on. Like he's the size of Carl Malone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's jumping from the free throw position. line. Yeah. Like, okay, you had you had MJ. Now imagine a couple inches taller, like 30 pounds heavier, mm-hmm. and still doing the same thing. Um, did you see how he <laughs> elevated to get that block? That this block. One? Oh dude. man, that chase down. And dude, he had him, it from dude, the moment he took the last, off. He had him, three blocks in that game. Yeah, but, and him, him, the last 
eight games has averaged like 28 points, seven assists, eight rebounds or something like that. And and if you if you want if you want to do yourselves a little little treat and just have a moment, go watch that chase down in slow motion. When he swats it over his head, he looks like Thanos over the top of Spider Man. <laughs> yep. It's incredible. Yep. Like it's, it, I mean, that you should it, have been it, very it, excited it, about that reference. By the way, I, I was very excited about that um, reference. Yes. You were, not to sure. turn a Steph Curry conversation into, <laughs> into LeBron Marvel. James talk, <laughs> no, but, but uh, we, well, we went a few directions with that. But no, he did pass Ray Allen this uh, this week for uh, the most three pointers made in the history Just of the last NBA. Night. And uh, we were not surprised, not shocked. All knew it was coming. And he did it in 700 games, uh, 789 games, as opposed to, I think, 1,300 that Ray Allen played. Mm-hmm. Literally the almost question, half. The yeah, question now is, how, how big does can he get, make this? I think 5,000 is not out of question. I think it's out of the question. But I, don't, I, don't think, I so. think 4,000 isn't out of the question. <sighs> I don't think 4,000 is, because he's going to... I'm trying. Wait, what is the number? Two thousand seven hundred ninety-four. Yeah, I. I mean, I he has more now because he made more of that game. You okay? Your your point. Your point is valid if you if you think about it in certain ways. Like uh, Steph is at some point not going to be a point guard. Okay, like to get there, yeah. he's going to have to be relegated to a Ray Allen shooter position to get to those kind of numbers at some point. Because um, those ankles aren't going to hold up, man. Father Time, uh, yeah, but it comes I, for all I, of us. I would have also said that even a few years ago with him because it was really bad for a stretch. Mm-hmm. So, but there there will come a point, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. But it, you know, for for a guy like him though, it is hard to switch from a one to a two, um, and maybe not as much in today's NBA. It's totally fair. Um, but over time, like you haven't seen a lot of point guards successfully transition over to the two that are used to having ball in hand all the time. That said, you could give that dude the ball anywhere on the court and he can make the shot. I understand yeah. it. Um, but to design an offense where he can actually be out there for 25 to 30 minutes a game to get the amount of volume he'd need to get to 5,000, that would be my concern. Uh, because once he gets into 37, 38, 39, even if he's taking the Tom Brady diet, I mean, Tom Brady don't <laughs> run. So um, Yes, he does. <laughs> Last, oh, he really yeah. wants everybody to know that he does. Uh, pe- um, he, he, was call- he was calling out Peyton Manning for the Madden ratings adjuster for elusiveness <laughs> or something like that the other day. It was pretty awesome. There's a, well, there's a difference between being elusive and running. Um, you know, but I'm trying to see, like, on average, how many threes he makes a year. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to find. But it's just saying average threes a game. Like, but that's, yeah. that's not help- helpful. The, no, I... I it would be interesting to see, like, and consider those numbers. I mean, he did have a season but, where he made 402, which well, is the yeah. record. Ooh. So, I mean, um, I'm gonna I mean if he does that, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they'd have to design a special offense for him. Well, I mean, it every year. I mean, so, here's yeah. the crazy thing is, um, he can pretty regularly average about 300 a season. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, you, that, could even, kind of- you could even do basic math now and say he has now 2977. So and then he'd have divide to divide that it. by however many seasons he's played. I don't know that number off the top of my head. If he averages three hundred, you have to do it for seven more years. You know, and he is what years old? Thirty, thirty-two, thirty-three, two, something three. like that. I'm, I'm um, gonna pull that up. I just don't see him holding the average. I don't. I, I understand it would average out. So there might be a point which yeah. he hits two hundred. Another year he hit four hundred or or close to close yeah. to. He is thirty-three. Birthdays in March. Okay, so he's gonna hit thirty-four this season. Can he play till he's 40, 41, getting those numbers? 
I'm not going to say no because we can't do that anymore to athletes because Tom Brady's a jerk. Yeah, and the thing that's also the thing that we also can't really tell because now he's shooting at a higher clip than he ever has, making more per game than he ever has. He's, I, but I think right now he's making more per game than he ever has because there's this other dude uh, that used to stand right next to him that drains threes at a at a uh, just a solid percentage. Yeah, who hasn't been playing and is coming yeah, back. Yeah, he's going to take but, some of that volume. He's going to take some of the volume. Yeah. But yeah. there's also, I mean, obviously the NBA has already kind of transitioned this way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to slow down as far as four, volume shooting. You're saying five thousand? I think I think four four thousand. I think four thousand five hundred. I mean, I'm, I'm four thousand is a definite to, for me. Yeah, I, I, I think, think four thousand five hundred. Four. I, I think the number is somewhere between four and five thousand. I'll be the most pessimistic. Pessimistic, and I and I and I've got time on my side, so I got no problem being. If that he gets way, to four thousand five hundred, then he's in. I'm going to play until I break the record mode. Sure. Which for him could be two years. At, break the record like for points ever? No, for, well, breaking the arbitrary record that is 5,000. Oh, oh, if he gets oh, to 4,500, okay. yeah, then yeah. he's going to be like, okay. Not, I want to get like, a record, but yeah, yeah having, having a It's like the LeBron number. now where he's like, I'm going to play until I break you know, the, and, the and all-time Until no one is ever going to ever pass me, ever. Yeah, well. Well, the, the well, crazy I'm, thing with, if Steph does get to 5,000 He's going to break the points record. I don't think so. He could. Well, well, I mean, he absolutely could. Look at, I mean, look at the numbers. I. It, How many points does he have scored right now? Wait, so five thousand three. You guys are gonna have to look so, that one up. <laughs> I mean, well, it, I, he might. Okay, so if, he, if he hits five thousand threes, it's divided by fifteen thousand points. That's fifteen thousand points. I think, bro, the record, that's that's not that hard to get to. The, well, and that's, that's just threes. From, that's just yeah, that's just threes. Well, because so, cause, cause even it, even Kareem at four thousand, he's, he's at, at tw- nine. He's not even at twenty thousand. He's at nineteen thousand points. How many does Cream have? Because I know he has the record. Thirty-six. I think it's like thirty-eight. I'll pull it up. I'm trying to think of. I think I'm trying to think. Oh, is it that high? It's it's yeah So he I he would have to play till he's forty-one. He'd have to average over twenty a year or twenty a game until then. That's what's, even, what's even crazier is if he does get to five thousand threes, somebody would have to average like. 300 threes a season for like 17 or 18 not, years dude that's i can't even imagine that ever <laughs> so if that's no. if that's where he ends this, up leaving the record the record nobody yeah. that no plays it. right now no, is going to break the record I, I think it's important that you know like when when i was watching a couple years ago uh, and i'm gonna make a football comparison uh when i was watching uh tom brady in the super bowl get demolished by the falcons um and then you saw the second half and you saw the first score and I perked up and I went, mm, okay. And I just kind of sat game. back. And it's then there game. was a stop and I went, oh, this will be interesting if he gets another one. And this will be interesting if, oh, oh my gosh. There was a certain point with everybody in the room with me where I just said, shut up, stop talking, and watch history. I think last night was one of those moments where you kind of have to do that in sports and go, we all need to pay attention to this. Because we're not going to see this again maybe before we die. We may not get to see. We're. I don't think we're going to see Tom Brady again, maybe ever. No. And I don't. I don't think in my lifetime. You know, I'm. I'm in my mid thirties. I don't think in my lifetime I'm going to see anybody that raises that equivalency. I, I certainly can't project it. So if you're watching Steph Curry right now, and, and you get the <laughs> you get the opportunity to to go to a game that he plays, that's something you get to tell your grandkids. That's a guy 
and a player that you will remember forever because of his greatness. And I think that I'm not trying to put him on a Tom Brady esque level yet. I understand that's a little dumb to do because he hasn't hit in certain, has not yet hit certain accolades, but he's got the years to do some of those things and the quality around him where it can be done. Um, and, uh, and we need to pay attention to it. You know, there, there are not a lot of things that are no doubters when it comes to sports that you can't argue as we started mm-hmm. this conversation with. And you cannot argue that there is somebody better at shooting a basketball anywhere in the world or there ever has been. Although Michael Jordan would probably say, put him on the line uh, <laughs> right now. It's <laughs> 61 ish, whatever yeah. he is years old. Um, you know, you literally can't say it. There's no evidence. Yeah, to we, the we think Brady is like an undeniable. But if yeah. you were to ask, you know, 100 people, if you were to pull 100 people, 200 people, you're going to have somebody who's going to probably still say Joe Montana. There's, I was, there's some 49er fans out there. Somebody's going to say Peyton Manning. Give Dan Marino, Dan Marino a running back. And, <laughs> you know, like and you're going to have that argument. But there is like there's not an argument to be yeah. made for Steph. Yeah. You, in, you know, in that regard. you know, what's a really fun one when you do bring up the quarterback conversation is uh, you go. Uh, you, I heard somebody make this comparison. What's the What's the difference between um, <laughs> What's the difference between John Elway and Dan Marino? And uh, I, the the guy lets this other person. Oh well, different style of offense, and you know, um, yeah, he, he, Marino played out of shotgun all the time, and you know, Elway went back and forth. Da da da. And he goes, No, no. The difference between John Elway and Dan Marino is uh, Terrell named- Davis. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally the difference between the two and i and i laughed when i like heard it and then i was like that's kind of true i mean yes dan marino was a better pure passer but ellie was a better playmaker yeah and take all the skills that was the difference um but uh you know and, and you can say what you want about steph curry in terms of uh, the super team formation, all that stuff. I don't. I don't um, ever blame Steph for the super team. I don't blame Steph for that. If there's anybody to blame, they, it's the guy who joined the team. Yeah, exactly. So, He's like, uh, yeah. I made the super team, by the way. Well, uh, and, and Steve Kerr and uh, <laughs> and the Warriors management. Yeah, uh, and don't don't get me wrong. I I spent my years hating on the Warriors yeah. for I think some obvious reasons, but I've kind of got to the point where I'm like. I don't care what anybody says because people had the same thing with LeBron when he went to Miami and he sure. was the villain of the NBA and everybody oh, hated he him. He still is the villain of the NBA. I don't think so. Who who's the most hated guy in the NBA right now? I think Trey Young is trying to be the villain of the NBA. Ah, he's not there. He's not. He doesn't want anything. Trying to be he, right he, now. He has nothing to stand on. Yeah, he won it. Right now, we don't really, LeBron went on on national television and said many times over. That he was going to win how many like, championships? Not one, not two, not three, three not four, four, not six, six not seven. Yeah, not I mean, you know, like he made himself the villain. He yeah. did in that moment, well, but, and but, I don't but, think but, like, I don't there, think he's ever going to live people, that down until he's done playing on a court. There are many people who like right who st- who still hate him just because of the yeah. per- the things he says on online and stuff like that sure, too. No, no. And so he's hated like. And a lot of well, ways. he's also hated because he's like the biggest name in sports. And yeah, he's if, the most if talked you are, about you're athlete. You're going to get the most the hate because you he's just the have most, the most. Him and Brady eyeballs. are the. Braun is the most talked about athlete yeah. in the world. Well, yeah, yeah, because Braun's. Well, besides movies, maybe like Messi or Ronaldo. Or no, they, he is actually the most talked about and discussed on social. media I would think so too. Yeah, because is, he's got LeBron. Because he's. I don't got, think that's that surprising. I, it wouldn't surprise me because he's yeah. had his movie that came out this summer. Like, he's so marketable. Was also like, in my opinion the greatest basketball player of all time. That's a debate for a different day. A different day. But you wait, you think LeBron is? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. we don't we don't agree with you, but that is another time. Yeah. That's another time. 
Well, uh, we're going to transition out of uh, basketball for the evening. But again, congrats to Steph Curry. And on, also, we uh, just want to find his place. One of the yes, we did see the Pelicans uh, <laughs> Thunder game with a half court shot to win it. I haven't win it, seen it yet. But then a full court shot to win it. <laughs> yes, we did see that. You just describing <laughs> it makes me want to see it, but I don't want to watch it right now. The funny now. thing is, okay, that's two right dumpster okay, fire franchises that are like. <laughs> having this most insane ending of the season. Pelicans come to Seattle. Uh, oh, I do. I did want to mention this grant. And I saw this today. Uh, the NFL is going to start playing games in Canada. Yeah. There's a bunch of teams. Uh, well, Canada, well, they have a whole international marketing thing. So, the, right. so the Vikings and the Seahawks are going to be marketed in Canada. Yep. The Rams are going to be marketed in Germany and China. Um, that totally makes sense. Uh, I, I, I just know the Rams had two. Um, there's obviously the Jag- the Jaguars are gonna be in London. Germany does have a league. <laughs> yeah, the they do. Tell that yeah, one. The Jaguars are like they may as well just play team. their home game and they're in London, London team. Maybe but no, win. but like they're they're with a bunch of teams. They're like gonna make them like their home teams and like that kind of stuff. So they're really gonna emphasize it and they have it based on teams and kind of locations. So obviously, it makes sense that Minnesota and Seattle are gonna be Canada because that's their border and and things like general. that. So yeah, I I we were I was seeing that earlier today. I said like. Big news coming from the NFL later today, and I was like, we "What were, is this?" We were hopeful of something else happening. Expansion we really team. wanted the Jaguars <laughs> to move to Toronto. That's what, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, the real because the realignment would be this: Miami leaves, joins the AFC South, and then the Jaguars go to Toronto and they join the AFC East yeah. or North or yeah, mm-hmm. East East. I think, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. East. That would make that sense. Was, to yeah, me. so they yeah. replaced Miami. They basically just swapped divisions. Then um, Miami would maybe finally have a chance to do something. Fair point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so well, that, I mean, that division's tough this year, though. We're going to talk about it in a little second. Yeah, um, yeah, that was the big news today. I did see they also, uh, that cap, bumping up a nice little chunk. Uh, yeah. The, what is that, 25? 25 million. Yeah. Uh, I, I, did, I did make the point to my friend Mike, because we're the 49ers have hit the cap. And that's because of the amount of players they have to sign because of injuries. Yeah. Um, so they're like right at or maybe owing a little bit, which not a big deal. You can you can take off. I think it was like two million dollars. Yeah. Who cares? Um, but so they would get the full 25 next year. Um, but uh, he goes, yeah, everybody's going to get 25 million. Because I told him I was excited about it. And I go, yeah, but not everybody's going to dump a 25 million dollar qu- quarterback next year and be 50 yeah. under the cap going into free agency. So uh, which I know the 49ers got some. They got Debo. And Bosa both eligible. Uh, they got Lakin Tomlinson, uh, who's playing left guard next to Trent, uh, who outside of one game has been money all Which, year. Which, by the way, so. with how I didn't get to mention this when we were talking about the Niners earlier, uh, with how Shanahan is kind of, I mean, they knew how to use Debo before, but now they really know how to use him. That's going to be a nice little chunk of change right there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is just inside the other three points. They were trying to foul uh, SGA, Ooh. and he just throws up a three, and then. Yeah. Oh my that's god! That's the craziest ending that so is, far. That's so a far bad this. defense. That's <laughs> just horrible defense. Which the NBA usually sucks at defense as a, yeah. as a rule, yeah. but especially bad teams. And that was that was really bad. Uh, Still none as bad ooh. as the Blazers for defense, though. Let me tell you. Oh, my, I don't oh. want to talk about it. Let's not. Let's Wait, move on. No Blazers tonight. Playing the Grizzlies right now. Are they losing still? Because they were. Like, um, it was tied. It was tied point. at one point, and then I pulled it up, and we were down twelve. Fifty-five. Oh, yep, game over. I don't want to know. It was one thirteen, one oh three. Grizzlies. Uh, awesome. 
So, uh, that, like seven anyway. in a row? Go Blazers. <laughs> so, looking at uh, real quick at the AFC standings, we said we were going to get into standings tonight, talk about the playoff uh, outlook for uh, the NFC in particular, but uh, just updating uh, with uh, when uh, New England is at nine and four. Uh, Tennessee still s- sitting in there at Is that second? Bill Belichick's music? It is. Bro, uh, we're shaping up for a Bill Belichick, Tom Brady Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. I'm here for it, dude. That'd be crazy. I don't even know what I'd root for. I don't know either. I have no idea. Could I possibly I'm, be rooting for the Patriots? No, at Super this point, Bowl? at this point, I I go for absurdity, and I'm yeah. going for Tom Brady eight again like I, like I did last year. Dude, eight Super Bowls? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'd have to wrap my mind around a thought. I don't have a thought yet. Uh, Tennessee comes in at second, nine and four, leading the Henry might be back soon. FC South. What? Soon? That, that's what I've heard. I'd heard sometime in January. Well, we talking that's January. Four, that's still? four weeks away. Okay, good because the Forty ers have to play the Titans coming up on a Thursday night game. So probably no not. Probably not that soon. Uh, but go, like, Henry. Come back. But like, come no, back, Henry. No, it's now no. becoming like a thing where they're like, I'm the Titans are still here dude. and they're not that great right now. But Henry's coming back, and I was like, oh. I don't We'll see. The Chiefs, six wins in a row, nine and four. I don't think we're surprised at this point. Uh, Baltimore uh, on the down slope. Uh, Also, Lamar threw four passes in that game. uh, Went out with an injury. Went out with an injury. He is day to day. Is it ankle? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see that? They will also play the Rams at some point. Like Huntley did his best to imitate Lamar Jackson. That was a nice run. Dude, I mean, it was only like four yards, but. He it, ran like 80 wee, yards wee, to get there, wee, to get the four yards. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, Baltimore, though, eight and five, uh, also leading their division. Chargers. They're surging. Eight That's and five. No, no pun intended. And guess who they're playing? Kansas City. Uh, they are game, at home against Kansas ooh, City. It's going to be such a good game. It's going to be a great we a, game. We have a good Thursday night football game, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we do. That's coming up this Thursday night. I tomorrow. will I will definitely have that on in my house tomorrow evening. Um. Other game of the week, Indianapolis coming off a bye at seven and Jameson, six. Jameson, this is your Penn State. Hosting. You know how, like I was rooting for Penn State. This is hosting my, this New is my England AFC team right here, baby. Uh, if if in if Indianapolis is going to make the playoffs, it has to win games like this. They've got to surprise somebody. Uh, and again, you know, Frank Reich's had two weeks to plan for New England. Uh, New England is whole. The Indianapolis is whole. Carson Wentz is as healthy as he's ever going to be. It's at least not in Foxborough. It's not in Foxborough. So Indianapolis does have that benefit. Um, Well rested Jonathan Taylor. To possibly win this. And to touch on why, uh, Buffalo with that loss to Tom Brady the other day falls to seven and six. Uh, They are the seven seed. And then sitting there waiting for somebody to lose is Cleveland at 7-6, and six, uh, who did get that important win against Baltimore after Lamar went down. Baker uh, on COVID watch right now. He is on COVID watch. Might be a blessing for them, honestly. Uh, yeah, it could be. He has not been playing well. Uh, Cincinnati also at 7-6, and six, sitting at 9. Denver sitting at 7-6 and six, uh, at 10. That's a very good defensive team. If they can put some offense together here, I kinda, win kinda a couple. Kind of sneaky, honestly, right now. But... Uh, by the way, Denver playing Cincinnati this week uh, at home. At home, I uh, do. I I do actually like Denver in that game. Not, I'm not a betting home. man, but I I would reckon I would probably that take one the same. is basically a toss up. I think it's a one and a half point favorite at this point. Um, and then we cannot rule out Pittsburgh sitting there. It's uh, six six and one. Uh, we want to, but we can't. I think we I'm all kind of. I think we all kind of. Well, maybe you didn't agree last week, um, but I think. 
Matt and I both agreed, maybe you did, that of the teams that are kind of hanging there, we thought Pittsburgh's probably going to kick the bucket. And, uh, yeah, I, I, okay. I've not been a fan of the Steelers all season. Okay. I've been like, yeah. they didn't do anything to get better. Blah, 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 blah. They are playing the up and down Tennessee Titans this week. Uh, that's another great game to watch. I mean, there there are so many good games this week. There's just it's so many ramifications of what this um, means in three weeks. Or Vegas four weeks. is playing Cleveland. Mm, yeah. uh, that's and Vegas is not uh, by any means mathematically eliminated. Uh, Miami's still six and seven. Both those teams are. They're they, on a little bit of a tear and, too. Defense and they're is playing, playing crazy. the Jets at home. Uh, they win that game and they're right in the conversation. They could be they in the ten eleven slot somewhere in there right after this week, depending on how the chips fall. All of those teams, by the way, that I just mentioned are playing each other. If you look at it again, Las Vegas playing Cleveland in the eight uh, Denver and Cincinnati, the nine and 10 playing each other. Pittsburgh is playing at uh, Tennessee, which I know is in uh, well but above still, them, but yeah. that is an all important game for everybody. And then Vegas playing Cleveland again. I mean, it just Miami against the Jets, all of them playing <laughs> and the Jets are playing <laughs> Jets are the next one after Miami. They're pretty much the only yeah, ones it goes eliminated. A bunch of seven and six uh, and six and seven teams. And then the Jets are at I, three and 10. I, I do want to congratulate Grant and I, uh, we did correctly pr- predict the first three teams uh, to not make the playoffs. The Jets, <laughs> Houston yes. and Jacksonville were no, all three I, teams. Looking, we said I'm, we're I'm not going to make it. I'm looking at the HC standings. And I remember like my playoff teams. The only one that I've been wrong about is the, is New England, I thought they weren't going to make it. I thought Cleveland was going to be much yeah. better. The one, the, you know, the one team that we disagreed really strongly on was the Steelers. For one, uh, we, I, did, we did disagree about the Steelers. What was but the we one? also disagreed about Denver. I said, I said nine and eight. And you, you gave. I was me like a, six eleven. Yeah, I was like six and eleven. You did not or like that. that one. No, um, I didn't. I did not. I mean, I still don't like this team at all that, that much. But, that. Uh, but before we get too far, tight. considering those records, I'll share with you guys one of the little stats of the week. Yeah, that hit I have. that real quick before we transition to the NFC. Um, so as we're kind of talking about how close this race is, like literally down to the 13th <gasps> team oh, in my the goodness. AFC. Urban Meyer's out as Jaguars head coach. Oh, there it is. Breaking news, we got kids. it. We, 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 we got it at first. Woo! Uh, there you go. Uh, this has Joe. to be up tonight. This guy's got to go up tonight. <laughs> he just, uh, he gets fired. ESPN. Is there is there an interim coming in? Um, let me just see. Uh, after less than one year, Jacksonville, Urban Meyer is out as head, head Jaguars head coach. Source is Adam Schefter. Of course it is. Oh well, if Schefter's saying it, oh, bye bye. Well, I got the ESPN notification. Oh my goodness! Oh, wow. Well, Congratulations! We Jackson. started the show right, guys. Yes, we, we did, did. Something right today. Um, we, I mean, we may have caused that. I don't. I think I don't we did. Say. We put it we'll out just there. Say it. Uh, Urban Meyer first... has not been fired in fourteen weeks, <laughs> and he... Urban Meyer still doesn't have a job. <laughs> oh, that's how we're <laughs> that, ending the that, show today, yeah. everybody. Um, this is the first coach right to go. Right in front of things. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah Gruden, yeah. but you know, uh, okay. does that count? I. I think we said it doesn't count. We, I do, I do believe we said okay. it because it was not job performance based. Yeah. Urban Myers is definitely performance based. <laughs> well, but also probably some others. Yeah. Well, well I mean, he's a horrible human being. Yeah, he and he get, treats his employees awful. He didn't awful. get the boot when he had some of the off the field stuff earlier Dude, this season oh, when I kind of thought it was going to happen. Wow. And then I feel like his journey this year has been so long and like 14 weeks worth of sports. I feel, Dude, I feel like it's. I like, forget some of the stuff like he watch, did. It, it's it's like watching a lame deer. That you just need to come and just end its misery. So, that's what this that's what this whole thing has been. So I've never met a Jaguars fan because I live on no. the West Coast. <laughs> um, they all live in Jacksonville, but I don't even know if they're real. I I think they might be like Sasquatch. <laughs> they might just be the people in London. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is why yeah, I've never seen. Them. Yeah, they're all British. Um, but no, I've never met one. But I gotta I gotta say I. I 
feel like if we're comparing, their existence is worse than being a Lions yeah. fan. It's all over Sports Center now. All right. It's, it's legit. Yeah. Wow. But I'm I'm just saying, like, I think they're I think it's worse. Well, the Lions have history at least. By the way, you you should have yeah. seen this coming because yesterday, uh Khan, the the Jaguars owner. Shot Khan. He said out loud, we will not be uh we will not move hastily. Um, it has in, to be the story from today uh, it, with Urban Meyer. Like Probably. that was just yesterday. The, this has to be the that, the, the Lambo story. story? Has yeah. to there be has to be some well, there was some other stuff in that article too. Yeah. I kind of like skimmed through. I was like, wow, this is uh, getting I, you know what's really funny is Trevor Lawrence. I mentioned earlier was calling out his coach, and he did say just today the drama needs to stop. I feel like the owner listened to him. Yeah, because well, there was one way to get rid point, of yeah, it. At the, as the owner, you hundred percent pick your number one pick as who you're gonna like. Here, here's the fun part. Who the heck wants this job? Somebody dude, wants to coach Trevor Lawrence. I'll tell you that right now. I sure. Well, dude, well no, but Matt, but not wants to play for the Jaguars. <laughs> we had we had talked about this in our breakdown. When's like, the last great like, coach has been like, for the Jags? But like we said, like they have there some, has probably ever been one. They have some promising young players. I mean, they Lawrence. Do. Lawrence Miles obviously Jack is awesome. Yeah, James Robinson. He's he good, needs to be used. He they he does need to figure out the the fumbling thing. That's yeah, been, no, but this also, year's been he's an not issue. Using, he's no, dude. He had well, one rush attempt on Sunday. He he one. he had a ball that went out of bounds as he was running towards the sideline one time, and they pulled him for twenty one plays. Yeah, I mean, I watched that happen with Elijah Mitchell, the 49ers rookie. Yeah, that's not just an and Urban he, Meyer thing. And by he the way. ran the ball three no. times in a row after that. I'm just yeah, saying, but like, like, but like, yeah, Urban they, they, have, they have some young, like like Chark. Chark had a pretty solid season last year. Chenault has shown promise. Chenault should have been the number one receiver and should should have been the yeah. dude for them this year. Yeah, and like they just they're so gonna like have some good some drafts jo- uh, uh, this their, year too. Their so. their their DN um, Josh Allen phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yep, like they have some phenomenal pieces. They just have a whole, so well I, had a horrible coach. Yeah, um, good for you, Jags fans. I'm happy for you. I I'm, if you exist, yeah, I'm if happy you exist you. or or and you know aren't. In London, even yeah. if you are in London, if you're listening shout in London, out. shout out, big ups, yeah. Follow we do, we do have some European podcast. listeners. Uh, we do have some European listeners. I don't know if I've seen any of them in London yet. We've got we got more in the uh, this Germany, <laughs> this Spain, and Portugal. Yeah, the, the, actually, we we just broke the new, we we got some Jags fans on our side now that we uh, kind of suckered up to. Yeah, them. We, anyways, we we just feel bad. For it. That's what um. It now, now, anything that I say isn't going to follow up an Urban Meyer firing. <laughs> yeah, but he does um, have a stat welcome, of the week. But, but there is a stat related to again getting back to just how clustered up like the one through thirteen literally is right now um, in the AFC. Um, with the Rams winning on Monday night, there are still zero teams with a clinched playoff berth through Week 14 of this year. Uh, this is obviously the first season with 17 games. But it is only the third season without a clinched berth through 14 weeks since the NFL moved to a 16-game format, which, by the way, was back in 1978. The only other two seasons was 93-2014. So we are this far into the season. Nobody has clinched anything. And and genuinely, the only reason that that has not happened uh, is because uh, Minnesota and Green Bay have not yet played each other. Yeah, that's the only reason there that are that some weird happened. schedules this time of year. Like yeah. I know the, we mentioned it last week. I think the, the Cowboys, right, where they play like Eagles. Giants, no, it's, or, it's the the Washington football team. Yes, they yes. played one division yeah. game. Yeah, the they're, they're going to end the season with like Cowboys, Giants, Cowboys, Giants, they, Eagles. Or they something. just played something their like second. That. Washington football team is right. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. but the, the rest of their games are yeah. all right. So there's right, some right. really weird scheduling things, which plays into that. 
Um, it's not just like a 17 yeah, week thing and, that caused that, but and to throw that out there, Arizona 49ers, uh, have both played five division games. Uh, Philadelphia has played two. Washington's played two. Um, you know, you look around and there's just tons of teams that have not yet played each other. Giants have only played three division games. Uh, you know, it, that NFC East schedule is just weird. We're going to really see, is. I think quite a few come down to week 17. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. but, Win or go home. But this next week, uh, Green Bay is playing at Baltimore. Baltimore getting Green Bay at a very bad time, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I think Baltimore is going to get a lot of teams at a bad time this and, time uh, year for them. That that could very well end the discussion. Um, and I, I think that'll be our first team to clinch, most likely, is Green Bay. Uh, Tampa is right there as well. I believe they either need, well, oh, they're playing New Orleans, so that'll decide it. They beat New Orleans this week. They're in. That puts uh, New Orleans out of mathematic possibilities for the division. So uh, getting into that now, uh, Green Bay is sitting atop the NFC standings uh, and has the number one seed currently. Um, and that is in part based on conference record because they are eight and two against the NFC this year. Yeah, they beat the Cardinals. Um, and so they hold uh, they hold tiebreakers direct with uh, Arizona and then conference wins or conference record. They hold over Tampa, who is sitting at second uh, is with a six and three conference record. Uh, Arizona then coming in at third, leading the NFC West at 10 and three Dallas at fourth and nine and four. The Rams getting that all important victory against Arizona this last week at nine and four. I did forget to mention uh, as part of our discussion earlier about Monday Night Football D-Hop is out for the rest of the regular season. Yep. Uh, yep. That came out today. I knew that he was going to miss this week and potentially a few games. But they, um, I figured those few games. I, yeah, I figured those yeah, few games they, would turn into just hey, at that point, like don't come back for week seventeen. They're playing <laughs> Detroit this week, so I, I was talking to uh, <laughs> so the, a week. guy at the gym that is a Cardinals fan. I was giving him a hard time for uh, beating him on Monday, but. He was. I was talking to him. But I was like, "Yeah, it's like you should rest everybody against the Lions." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, but I'm rooting for a Jared Goff revenge tour because I need them to lose, <laughs> <laughs> and I need us to like win out somehow. Well, they. I after the Rams at nine and four, the third NFC West team, which we did declare that three NFC West teams were going to make the playoffs. We wasn't just sure if didn't it was gonna be say it was going to be Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Um. You I'll know. go edit the the original podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't, no, I'll just no, chop it up. it's it's did fine. It, I'm it, fine being wrong because the Seahawks are in last. I'm fine. I don't true. care. Did it, true. Didn't we say that potentially that all four could have? They could have. Yeah, I mean, I they and they could. They could. Th- they're not out. Uh, they're the not Seahawks out. have to win four in a row to make that a possibility, but they could. But I'm just saying, we hold the tiebreaker over over San Fran. San Fran. Yeah, San Francisco's got Atlanta at home this week, and they got yeah. But we uh, still have the to play Texans. Are oh, you mean my dark horse? And, Falcons. So, I, I dark just horse I think Falcons? I think I think we have an easier road to ten wins than you do to nine. That is my point. Sure. Yeah, um, you guys play us this week. That's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a good game, I still think. Oh, yeah. Any division game. Especially be in this in, division. In the NFC West. It doesn't matter really awesome. what records are because, again, when the Rams were a 3 and 13 <laughs> yeah. team, they we would, would win. The we would win two games a year, and one of them would be a guarantee. <laughs> or two of them. Or two. So. Well, the, right now, and this is where it gets interesting the NFC is at the seven spot. Washington currently holds the last spot at six and seven. Uh, they've got a divisional at Philly this week. Notoriously difficult place for anybody to play, especially a division opponent. Uh, right behind them is Minnesota at six and seven. Philadelphia Chicago. six and seven. Atlanta six and seven. New Orleans six and seven. 
Of those teams, uh, we're going to go ahead and check this week's schedule. We started with uh, Washington again at Philly. Um, you just mentioned Minnesota is playing at Chicago. That That's a toss-up game. Uh, Chicago has played teams tough this year. Uh, they themselves are 4-9, uh, pretty far down the list, uh, and not it's, it's uh, at Chicago. in playoff that's contention. It's what it looks like. It is, is at Chicago. At Chicago okay. Bad weather in December. Yeah, uh, that's an, and especially Minnesota plays in a, toss in a dome. 100% a toss-up. Uh, Philadelphia um, is playing, again, at home versus Washington. I like already mentioned Atlanta's playing at San Francisco and New Orleans at Tampa Bay is the other 6-7 and seven team. Those are the only ones we're going to mention because everybody else is pretty much out of, uh, not out of mathematical, but out of like. I will contention. say, I'm going to say this. RIP to the dream. The Lions are now officially mathematically. Yeah, yeah that out of did the happen. But that they did, did get to that one eleven and one that I was hoping for. All so f- ones across the board. Yep. Um. So just looking at the schedule uh, and those teams that are six and seven, um, most likely to win this week at six and seven, I would probably say. Is I like either, the Eagles. Uh, I I was gonna say either the Eagles or Minnesota. Yeah. Those yeah. are probably the two most likely. Of those, I know that again. We just said Chicago's a hard place to play. I think it's a toss-up game, but um, Minnesota's offense is clicking. It's hey, that defense. So I'm just gonna say this: Seattle potentially could jump up some spots because New Orleans plays Tampa Bay. That's they're gonna lose. Car- Carolina plays the Bills. They're gonna lose. Just, Bill, they're playing at and, Buffalo. And if, yeah. if the Seahawks could win. That could jump us up in the standings if those two teams that are above us lose. I, I will say that Josh Allen watches real. Uh, however, in that Buffalo game, and um, I'm not saying that Carolina is anything near worth they, paying attention they to. Do have but a if good Josh pass. Allen's not playing. That is a very different team. Oh yeah, I for sure. don't. Oh wait, no, no, no. Who? Uh, it's uh, who's the backup? Dang it, we know this one. Oh, Trubisky. Yeah, it's Mitch. So he has some playing experience, which is important. Yep, it's Mitch time. If if uh, he's out, um, so I mean. I, I, it, I guess it's not that different, but yes, it is that different. Um, Trubisky can go in and be a one game hero, right? I think Minnesota, to me, is the most likely I, I, win. I agree with that. Uh, only because I would also agree that like Philadelphia is probably second there. But like Washington's kind of like oddly a tough team, and mm-hmm. they'll be out of a game, Especially and then all of a sudden... they're by, dude. They're by, they are playing. I mean, they turn the ball over how many times? Like four times, and then all of a sudden they're right back in it. Yeah. Out of out of the six and seven teams, you know, I, I, like I Philadelphia. think New New Orleans is is the best coach team. After that is Washington. Ron Rivera is a heck of a football coach. Yeah, um, yeah. and that's no knock to anybody else who's sitting there coaching those teams. But sure. uh, Zimmer's probably going to lose his job unless he makes the playoffs. Even um, at that, yeah, he still might lose his job, especially if they don't win a playoff game. I think he should. But, like, there's no reason to underperform that bad with the weapons you have on your team. Yeah, yep. you're and, getting the best season Kirk Cousins has ever played. At some point, he green lighted those defensive substitutions that came in. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he green lighted Patrick Peterson. He green lighted, you know, bringing in uh, the linebacking crew that he that, did. That's pretty, it it's getting old. Yeah. yeah. That is one of the Harrison oldest. Harrison Smith's still good, but he's not but what he was. No. You know, like no. he's not feared anymore. Like, yeah. no. And same with Eric Kendricks no. or, well, or Ken- Barr. Kendricks is having a heck of a year, though. I think he's top three in tackles. Is he? He's having a pretty yeah. good season. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 still lead as a tackler. You want to know who number one is? Uh, Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner. You want to know who number like five is? Jordan, Jordan Brooks. Brooks. Uh, Woo! He took that uh, cheap shot on Elijah Mitchell and the cause him missed the game this last week. Um. Anyway, uh, just looking at at the scenarios that you've got here, 
Um, and I want to I want to highlight a few teams in particular because in that are on the fringe. Um, and I now I believe that the top five are going to make it. So I believe the Rams are in. I believe your division leaders: Dallas, Arizona, Tampa, Green Bay. I, think I believe those have they're been all locked in for yeah. a little bit now. The six and the seven are are the t- are the 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 ones that I think are worth discussing first. You take a look uh, starting at six with the 49ers. Um, the 49ers schedule on the way out uh, is as follows. They are playing at home against Atlanta. Then they immediately travel for a Thursday game at Tennessee. Um, and then they are playing at home against Houston. Then they are at LA. Um, so they're, they're leaving. They're leaving the West Coast once before the end of the season. That's something important. I we all know um, those travel schedules matter, um, and uh, and really, LA to San Francisco's you know that's an hour less than an hour in the in the air technically, yeah. um, or around that. Um, so not much of a trip there for them. I would have said that, and I told you guys I think early in the year, uh, especially as Grant and I were going through the schedule previews. Um, that Tennessee game was one I circled, and I was terrified of. But Derrick Henry's not playing football anymore, uh, at least right now. And Ryan Tannehill does not play very great without him. And the receiving core doesn't know what to do. Yep. And and to be honest with you, 49ers' uh, run defense right now is spot on. Uh, they held Joe Mixon, Mixon to 56 yards on 18 carries Sunday. Yeah. Um, and Seattle did not fare much better. Um, so I I I do I do like the Niners at uh, against Tennessee. I like them against Atlanta. I like them against Houston. Um, the Rams are playing much better than they did when the 49ers beat them on Monday Night Football when we were present. Um, and uh, it's at LA, right? I guess it doesn't really. It matter. is at LA. It doesn't I, matter in California. No, really. it doesn't. It's, it's probably better for you guys. Probably honestly. it is because even though you won at home, it's like you guys don't win at home. We don't so uh, as much. Um, so just with those things noted, I think the 49ers, in my estimation, are at least the three and one team. When I look at this, I do. I do. I think they can win all four. I really do, and that's. And I can take the bias hat off as a fan and look at that objectively. And why do I think they can beat the Rams? Because they did. Yeah. Um, they well, and you. It's of the matchups that we have in the NFC West. The Niners are the most even for and, us and, on and, a year to year. And I think it's a strengths issue. Uh, you know, the the 49ers uh, offensive line against the Rams defensive line has won that matchup consistently uh, for the past few years. And uh, and and the 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 49ers line can frustrate Aaron Donald um, because they have this left tackle that can't nobody can do anything against and he can move so to good. the inside and help. Um, they also have George Kittle, who can literally uh, hold up a defensive end if they want to move. Uh, Williams to the inside, or if they want to hit hard, Lakin Tomlinson, left guard, by the way, is a probably a second team All Pro uh, this year, and uh, is very, very good and learning from the best. Mm-hmm. Um, stand there at left tackle, so I think that they've got matchup issues for everybody that they face. Atlanta can't stop the run at all. No, I uh, think you guys are going to beat the brakes off of Atlanta. I, I think that should be that should be a win, but the 49ers... <laughs> Played some close games. Shouldn't have been close multiple times here. Lions included first game of the season. So if they can keep the, the ball, won. if they can keep the ball possession uh, in their favor, both the clock and the turnover battle, 
I think they walk through three out of the four. If you do what you Rams guys did to us on that Monday night game where you have right. a 10-minute drive that results in a touchdown, yeah. and if Debo stays healthy, the, then... The, well, the, the 49ers' key is the turnover margin. It's a 100% yeah. turnover margin. Uh, they just have to keep hold of the ball, and they win football games. Yeah. That's, that's all there is to it. You can afford a Jimmy Garoppolo interception, or you can afford one stupid fumble in a game, and that's all you can afford. They're they're not really the team that is designed to dig themselves out of holes. No, they do not win games that they uh, when they have dug a hole. Um, they the game they won on Sunday, uh, they were never down by less than three points. Yeah, and uh, and so I do think uh, though that this is a like I said, this is probably a a three and one uh, scenario for the 49ers. And it may um, depend too on where the Rams are, because uh, it could even be one of those week seventeen scenarios where if the Rams don't have sure. anything to gain, it's a rester from yeah. you know if we're going to stay at the five and if we don't have a chance to get you know wherever Arizona's seed would be, and, then there's not really much for us to do. Yeah, and no um, debate could totally see that happening. Yeah, so um, you know, moving moving over to Washington at the seven, I do. I that said, at this point, I would like to say. 49ers are in one way or the other, either as a six or as a seven. I they are two games to, uh, technically up right now, um, and uh, and so I think they just have an edge because of the the lack of schedule issues that they. It, it would be them. a pretty epic collapse for them to not be there. Yes, it, so it would, and that's not. And us I don't expect an, that to happen. An announcer's type uh, horrible claim. I'm looking. <laughs> I will at, say sorry, that real, every week before the end of the season. Real, real quick on um, Daryl Bevel will be interim coach for. Yeah, I, Jack, I did get that. Oh yeah, updated. Okay. Well. That is his second year in a row being an interim coach because he was for the Lions yeah. when they fired. Patricia. Somebody should just hire him. You know, and then, why not let him? No, coach because the he's the one that worse. he's one of the ones that decided to. Hey, let's uh, throw the ball at the goal line instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch. Hey, he was our offensive coordinator. Listen, how would you get to that Super Bowl? I believe his name was Daryl Bevel that got you to that Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, no, the backs of Russell Wilson, <laughs> who he was guiding. Well, he's not there in Seattle anymore. And how are the Seahawks doing this year? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good dig. Um, Washington. Going to be <laughs> One of the things I did not notice about Washington's schedule when I first looked at it, remaining games here, the seven seed in the NFC, is that they have three away games to close the year against division opponents. They play at Philadelphia at Dallas, then come home against Philadelphia, then go to New York and play the Giants to close the season. Um, I, In looking at the schedule, there is a definite win here uh, with the Giants. I think they're going to be sitting Daniel Jones for the year. It kind of looks that way at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, no real do? rush to I mean, bring him back. Maybe should have this conversation, but what do they do with him? Yeah, another time, Yeah, but... I agree. It's it's definitely a conversation that as we approach the offseason, we're going to need we we should uh, be thinking obviously Giants fans are considering um it's so up and down uh with that guy. But I uh, in looking at the schedule, I I think the Giants is a, a win. Um I don't like them at Philly. I don't like them at Dallas at home against Philly possibly. Um I did see Gardner Minshew maybe suiting up this week again for Philly. My guy, Minshew mania. And uh, that's not a sight you want to see. I, I know. If it's a one-off game, I mean, I just give it to the dude. But um, I think I think the Washington team they're going to go two and two. They're going to win. They're going to win one of the like the Giants team, and they're going to the surprise Philly. us with. Well, or I mean, they that game against the Cowboys was almost the game. Like they came back and almost won the game. 
Cowboys are playing in prime time, though. And I will say this about Dak. That dude rises he does shine. on occasion. He does shine. He's thinking well. I hope he does because he's my fantasy quarterback and it's about to be playoff time. <laughs> and you need, I, yeah, and you've given me back-to-back yeah. weeks of like 10 points. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's, 11, uh, 11 that's the semifinal points. right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but I mean, I just I, I see them winning one of these games, either if it's a Philly game or I would not be surprised if, if they win against the Cowboys. I, I Dallas can't really run the football right now. No. Uh, defensively, they're getting locked in because Micah Parsons is a horrifying individual. Yes, he is. But they're the Cowboys do have this weird thing where they can be kind of fluky. They yep. no shot. The Washington's in the game. Pick six all of a sudden. Right. And and since they can't really run the football right now either, the Cowboys don't close games. E- exactly. And it's, when you have a lead, fair. you can close a game by running the football. And Zeke's just not that. Yep. Yeah. No, he ain't. So he ain't doing I think they'll go two and two. Beat the okay. Giants and then one of these other teams to be nine and what. Uh, Nine and eight. No, they they so that would uh, that would actually make them eight and nine. That'd make them eight and oh, nine. Okay. And is that good enough to to secure a seven spot? No, it's because the, the Seahawks are going to take got it. At six and seven right now, especially Seahawks are going to take it. Maybe not. Let's let's the, look a little deeper into schedules before we call it. But yeah. I agree. I think eight and nine is probably the plausible record. The uh, the only oh, yeah, thing that makes me think that with their record specifically, if they do get to eight and nine. I think that's pretty favorable for them. It depends on how they get that eight and nine, I guess. Like, are yeah, they beating well, the Eagles all twice? They're all divisional. If they beat the wins. Eagles twice, then I feel like that's almost a not a guarantee. Because you're shifting. You're saying that because they're shifting a yeah. six and seven team out, not because the divisions in play. Because it's clearly not. Yeah. Cowboys have that. Um, so it, it might depend on how these divisional games line up for them. But but versus but, 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 other but, but then, teams that that, but then if they beat, if they get both the Eagle Eagles, I mean, they're probably they're going to need to play to beat the Giants. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. then they go three and one. Now I don't think they beat the Eagles twice, but that is that might be their best road to securing right. a spot because sure you're also those. kicking somebody I mean, it's, else it's, out. So they play, yeah. So it's Eagles, Dallas, and Eagles again. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I I, you I, have get, to split, I get how you have we to say split that. if you don't, even if they, I think if they beat the Cowboys and then they beat the uh, Giants, I don't know if they get it. Because they're losing to the Eagles twice. And they're giving the Eagles two wins in yeah. their last four. That That's fair. So we're gonna, and we're going to get to the Eagles record in just a that's second. That's where it's to make really tight with that. this schedule specifically. On Minnesota, they are playing at Chicago, then at home against the Rams, then the worst of their matchups at Green Bay. Uh, that's right. Why are they giving that <laughs> prime time? <laughs> Dear Lord. It's a rivalry that, game. That's probably going to get flexed. Uh, this is January 2nd. But it's a rivalry um, game. It is. And then they're playing at Ooh. home against Chicago. Um, I obviously you like them in the Chicago games, or or you're probably going to take them right now in the Chicago games. But Rams, Green Bay. Don't like them in either Rams, of those Green games. Back to back. I will say though that Rams game. I bet you that's an offensive shootout. I would say I would I would agree well, from like a, a matchup perspective. What, like a that's, 38, that 35, 34. It's, yeah, mid thirties, just shootout type game. Uh, and and I think it's a last man hold the ball scenario. You know. I, but the Rams are just better than them. Like uh, uh, yep. completely, they are. Better they're coach, obviously just better. Unit, better O line. Absolutely. Better D line. And you know, I guess the asterisks here, as we're getting into this too, for just how tight this can be, is what we're saying right now could totally flip on its head if a team is all of a sudden missing five players with yes. COVID stuff. So yeah. we're we're assuming right now. <laughs> That it is with their starters. with the Rams being whole, yeah, with yeah. the Rams being whole, with the Vikings being whole, uh, you know, something crazy happens, yeah. and now all of a sudden, like, I, I don't want to play more games without Jalen Ramsey. I'm glad we won without him, but like, you start losing key players here and there. 
Right. It can tomorrow, flip something, Matt so. Stafford and Cooper Cup out with <laughs> yeah. COVID, out two weeks. I, w- I would be so sad. That I mean, <laughs> but I'm, that's crazy. I mean, that's the weirdness of of this COVID stuff is that and it puts people out. Well, the I'm looking really quickly, and I and I don't think we feel super favorable about this, but we do need to take a realistic look at the Eagles. Um, again, the Washington game coming up at home this week. Then they are at home against the Giants. Then they have to travel to Washington. Then they get the Cowboys in Week 18. How interesting would it be if Washington is able to get, or sorry, if the, Man, if the, the Eagles East are able playing, to get... They're just playing each other the rest th- of the season. Think, we, we were just about to deny the Eagles a little bit, okay? Um, or you were making a case, I suppose, for them. But the Eagles play at home against Washington. They get them. They win that. They, let's just say... They win again at home against the Giants. Then they lose at Washington. Then Dallas is resting. The division's theirs in Week 18. So, and that's likely. Um, so they're three and one potentially here. Nine you could make the case certainly that the Eagles, so far, and the teams we've looked at, have the easiest case to make it mm-hmm. uh, from from the seventh on down. I, I'm not including the 49ers in that. Yeah, but that's a three and one, nine and eight team. Uh, I think nine and eight is probably the record that's going to get it at this point. I don't think anybody's going four and zero here. Yeah, no, they did recently lose to the Giants, so not not to say that anything's out of the question. But they they are have won three of their last four. They did in what I would call a fluke game at New York. Uh, What was the score on that? Thirteen seven. Yeah, it was (laughs) it was a we can't get the offense working day. Yeah. Um, but it would be really interesting. Um, and I think that is when um Hertz went down. Is it not? Because Gardner took out the Jets. Yeah. So, yeah, that was when Hurts yeah. went out. Yeah. So, um, and and he played a lot of that game. And, and honestly, he should have come out sooner than he did. Uh, just, just a little bit of an opinion. But, uh, you know, one of the things I will say about the, the Eagles, too, that gives them a leg up. Uh, this is a team that is first in rushing in the NFL. Is a hundred, which is crazy the coming Eagles. off of the front half of the season where With it was no like miles, we're not, we're not my, handing the ball off Sanders? to anybody. Yeah, where's, that was a thing. hundred and sixty yards per game. Gainwell's, you want to guess why? It hurts. It's hurts. Yeah, that man. It's hurts. Uh, they are they are they are getting rushing yards in the same way that the Ravens were doing it last year. They're right. doing it by uh, they're getting allowing their quarterback to take off. And stretching the field with now a legitimate receiving attack, uh, you know, and, and we've seen that the, the, they finally have receivers, someone to throw the ball yeah, to, yeah. Um, and they've made the investment, and I think a wise one in Goddard, um, I, and making yeah, him a number one yeah. because he stretches the field, whereas Ertz is a possession guy who's playing great in Arizona and a great fit for that yeah, that scheme, but um, but he was holding them back because you were you were making. Ertz and Goddard be it out there all the time. Well, who's going to block on certain plays? Yeah. Um, it was going to end up being Goddard, you know, and you're in a play action. He's the one chipping, uh, you know, a defensive end and then going out on a shorter route. And now they've made the investment in the guy who can also stretch the field at his position. I think it's yeah, that was a really smart move. game, I think, was it like last week or mm-hmm. the week before. This is also a top 10 defense. Yeah. Uh, ninth, ninth overall in the NFL in yards per game. Um, you know, they, this is a top 10 defense. So I, I think it's. It's something you got to watch. Now, I will say their injury report this week sucks. Uh, Jalen Hurts' ankle, but we, as we were just talking about, it could be Gardner time. That's not necessarily a bad thing. 
Miles Sanders and uh, Jordan Howard, both uh, right now questionable with an ankle and a knee. Uh, Brandon Graham uh, dealing with the Achilles still. Uh, Derek Barnett on the injury report with his neck issue. I mean, you got a lot of guys on there. Um, there's there's stuff that they're trying to figure out. But if they're whole, three and one is doable for them, and, and not a crazy thing for us to say out loud. So, uh, moving on down just a little bit further to the less likelies, and I will say as much as I like um, I, New Orleans. Uh, and I'll go there first. I wasn't. I was going to do this in order, but I, I want to skip down to New Orleans. As much as I like uh, Sean Payton, and um, I think they got a very important win this last week. Good for them. Um, you know, I I don't don't love their schedule uh, for the next two weeks. They're playing at Tampa, and while I firmly believe that New Orleans can uh, play trap team and uh, and get a win here, I think it's totally possible. Tom Brady don't lose in December. Uh, he just doesn't, and he's playing at home in prime time. Uh, the week after, they are hosting Miami. I actually That's don't a like scary them. Game. I don't like them in that game. I like Miami in that game. Miami is. If you're going to play Taysom Hill at quarterback, especially good. i I like Miami's, Miami's defense. Defense uh, in Showing that up. scenario. Yep. Uh, they uh, now now you get to the back end of their schedule. They've got Carolina. And they've got Atlanta. Yeah, you might have teams that have nothing to play for. Hey, guys, guys. Yep. Cam Newton's back. Okay? <laughs> He's back. He's back. And Carolina hasn't won a game yet with him as a starting quarterback. 0-11. Oh, my goodness. Um, I I do like those last two games for him. I think those are wins uh, both at home against Carolina and at Atlanta, who's going to be playing for nothing and probably not playing Matt Ryan in that game. I think it uh, might be too a little too late for the Saints at that point, personally. Right, but I I don't know that mathematically they will be out that day, and so I expect them to play up until uh, through week eighteen. Um, but I think there's a lot to consider there. Could they certainly could they win the last three? Absolutely, they could beat Miami. They they could. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're gonna beat Carolina in my in my belief. Um, and uh, and they should absolutely beat it. And that is a home game for them too. Right uh, when they play Carolina. Right, those two middle games are both at home. So. All doables. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but I would say they are an outlier. Uh, they are likely a two and two in their last four. And uh, and I don't think have the best shot. Uh, taking one last look at Atlanta, which, you know, you might as well just say RIP to the season. I don't like their <laughs> this schedule. Is, this is uh, other than the giant or the, the Lions, rather. It's it, uh, looking pretty dicey. It's one and three. Not probably. a good schedule. Probably one and three. Uh, they. They've got the 49ers, which we all declared uh, we like the 49ers in that game. Um, they've got Detroit, which we will give them that win. They're then playing at Buffalo. Don't like that at all. Uh, Buffalo's going to be shooting to make the playoffs. Um, and uh, I, I no doubt it's that gonna Josh like Allen's going to be dealing with a injury at that point. <laughs> it, yeah, it, they're probably going to win 20 to like 10 or something. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Buffalo's just going to blow them out of the yeah. water. But you're playing Buffalo in, in, uh, in the middle of the winter and uh, just saying Atlanta plays indoors. Yeah. Uh, so, but that said, Matt Ryan, actually, very good quarterback outside. Yeah. Uh, as long as well Cordell Patterson has like, oh my gosh, you know, just what a beaut on fantasy. Just a monster <laughs> tear for the end of the season. I don't care what they do. The, well, I think when we're looking at it overall, if we were going to pick right now, uh, we're taking the 49ers at six. 
And I think we feel the best about Philadelphia at the moment. I think Washington a close second there. I I don't like we we don't like Minnesota. Uh, New Orleans has got too much to overcome. It looks like because you got to get three wins, and it doesn't really look like they're gonna get that done. And Atlanta has got by far the most difficult road. If Seattle beats the Rams, I think they'll go undefeated the rest of the season because the Cardinals play last week. They're gonna rest. Yeah, and I think if we beat the Rams, we'll win and get nine, be nine and eight. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's you're you're 100 right there. Um, we're going, we playing the Bears, the Lions, and the Cardinals after the Rams. Yeah, Cardinals are going to rest. Yeah, but you're going to be get beat by Colt McCoy again, which is unfortunate <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> That's fair. Twice in one season. Dang it! Three um, times in two seasons. <laughs> I wow 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 Good dig Stat on your own me? team. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He, against the Giants, he hey, put on the Giants last, I, I last didn't, year. I didn't uh, mention it. You know, uh, the only two teams in the NFC that have a one and four record against the division: the Lions and the Forty ers I did. Ooh. I did see that on my own team. Uh, but uh, we're going to do something super fast. That is uh, it, it, for us. This is going to be light speed. We've oh never gosh. moved this quickly. I won't even be able to comprehend. We. What is about to happen is literally a tornado of things. I'm going to be typing down information faster than I ever have in my entire life, and we're going to go ham right now on College Bowl Pick'em. All we're of them. Literally run through 43 games, and we're going to see how fast we can do it. I don't have so, a timer to see how fast. I, I'm watching the clock. We, we, we've got a clock that ticks on us as we're sure. doing this. Um, I'll be really honest. Uh, I just realized I'm going to need like both hands to do this. So I'm gonna have to yell my answers into Grant's microphone. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm setting my mic down. Grant's gonna lead us in the guesses here. Jameson knows very little about college football. Um, I probably have the most knowledge of all of us when it comes to college football, but none of us know anything about these second-rate teams that are playing in the likes of the Cricket Celebration Bowl or the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Then There's you, no joke at Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. We're going to get to that. what? Okay. Yep, no, all right. So, we Grant. We're starting with. Ready. S- hold on. Let's get it to an even number at least. Uh, let's go to 45. All right. We have five seconds. And Three, Grant. Two. One. Okay, so here we go. We got the Bahama Bowl. We got Middle Tennessee versus Toledo. Jameson. Toledo. Uh, Matt. Toledo. I'm going to go Toledo as well. Okay, then we got the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. <laughs> North Illinois or versus Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Matt. Uh, Northern Illinois. I'm going nor- Northern Illinois as well. Okay, then on Saturday, we got the RoofClaim.com <laughs> Roca Ratten Bowl. Say that one more time. <laughs> RoofClaim.com Boca Ratten Bowl. We got Western Kentucky versus Appalachian State. Jameson. Take Appalachian State. Matt. I'm taking Appalachian State. I'm taking Appalachian State, too. It's cool. All right. Then we got the Cricket Celebration Bowl. We got South Carolina versus Jackson State. Jackson State, baby. Deion Sanders University. Oh, I'm taking Deion Sanders University. I'm taking Deion Sanders University. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is a weird one. Okay, now we have the PUBG Mobile New Mexico <laughs> Bowl. This is UTEP versus Fresno State. Jameson. Mm, Fresno State. Oh, Fresno State all the way. I'm taking UTEP. PUBG is a video game, just so you guys know. Okay, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. We have UAB versus BYU. Jameson. I'm, I'm taking BYU. Matt. Uh yeah oh yeah I'm taking BYU I'm gonna take BYU as well okay n- next up we have the Lending Tree Bowl Eastern Michigan versus Liberty Jameson Liberty Matt uh wait Liberty versus who dang it Eastern, Eastern Michigan. Michigan 
Eastern Michigan. Okay, I'm going to take Eastern Michigan in that one. Hold on, hold on. I'm literally going to catch up with BYU right now. Okay, we got BYU. Warner, what's your pick? Okay, hey, Warner, Warner said food. That's, that's his pick. Yes. That's his pick. Yes, I did. We all did. We all hold did. On, hold on, hold on. All right, then, then where are we at with the... The Lending Tree Bowl. I said Liberty. You guys said Eastern Michigan. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, so next up, we have... The Easy. Gym- Jimmy Kibble, LA Bowl, and the Beavers are playing it. Yeah. Let's go. Okay, so it's Utah State versus Oregon State. Jameson, what do you got? I'm taking the Beavs, baby. Let's go Jameson's Beavs. Jameson's taking the Beavs. We beat I, the better Utah team anyways, so. And then I'm going to go I'm gonna go Oregon State as well just because I got to because it's our boys. Oh, no, we're going Oregon all the way. Let's Oregon. go. Oregon's cross state. Okay, then we have the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. We have Louisiana versus Marshall. Jameson. We are Marshall. Marshall. Matt, Louisiana or Marshall? Louisiana. I'm going to go Marshall on that one. Which Louisiana? It just says Louisiana. It just says Louisiana. Oh, University of? Nice. I forgot they did. Okay. okay. Next up, we got Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Act. We have Old Dominion versus Tulsa. Jameson. Tulsa. Matt. Uh, Tulsa. I'm going to go Old Dominion because I've never heard of them. Okay. <laughs> now we have the, this, this, this is what we're talking about. We have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Mm. We got Kent State versus Wyoming. Jameson. Uh, I'm going to say Kent State. I think that's, that might be an upset, I think. Right? Okay. I'm going to go Wyoming. I screwed up somewhere. Go back up. Dang it. Myrtle. You guys are talking so fast. You said lightning quick, dude. No, I know. I didn't get Louisiana. Yeah, okay, yeah. I said Marshall. And then we said Marshall. And then we both said Louisiana. Did you just say Tulsa on the last one? I said Tulsa. You said Tulsa. Grant said Old Dominion. Yeah. Oregon State. I want to go so fast, but I can only type so fast. Uh, Warner, what's your pick? Go Beefs. Go Beefs. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. I went Liberty. Eastern Michigan. Liberty. All right. Go Beefs. Go Beefs. Okay, so the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Kent State versus Wyoming. I, I said Kent State. I'm going to go Wyoming on that guy. I am going to go Wyoming. Okay. <laughs> now we have the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. We have UTSA. I don't know. It's probably trip, I don't know. Uh, versus San Diego State. San Diego uh, State. University of Texas San okay. University of Texas San Antonio. I'm taking San Diego State. Jameson. Absolutely San Diego State. I'm going to go San Diego State as well. Okay. Then we have on Christmas Eve, 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 we have Lockhead Martin Armed Forces Bowl. That's Missouri versus Army. Taking Mizzou, baby. Mizzou. Jameson is taking Mizzou. Okay. I'm going to take Army. Um, I just watched Army play the other day. They kind of suck. So I'm just going to go. Missouri. Yeah. I'm gonna... Take those Missouri ties with me, Matt. Come on. <laughs> we, yeah, we both live there. We're picking yeah. Okay. Then no way. So we hate candy. That's true. Next up, we got the Frisco Football Classic, North Texas versus Miami, Ohio. Take Miami of Ohio. Never bet against Texas football. I'll I'll go North Texas as well on that one. Okay. This next one's interesting. We have the Union mm. Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, UCF versus Florida. Ooh. I need to go UCF. Yeah, I'm 
Mm, this one's actually kind of tough for me. I'm going to say Florida, though. Okay. I said UCF. Jameson said Florida. Florida? I'm going Florida. Okay. Gators, baby. All right. Next up, we have Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. We have Memphis versus Hawaii. Uh, given the fact that it's the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, I'm just going to say Hawaii. I am, too. Home team. Hawaii. Beautiful. All righty. Next up, we have the Tax Act Camilla Bowl. Tax Act just really getting it done. Yeah, yeah, they are. We got Georgia State versus Ball State. I'm going to take Ball State. I'm going to go Georgia State. Gut says Georgia State. All right. Next up, we have Quick Lane Bowl. We have Western Michigan versus Nevada. Taking Nevada. I'm staying with the Michigan schools. I'm going to go Nevada on that one. Alrighty, next up we have Military Bowl presented by Paraton. We have Boston College versus East Carolina. Taking the Pirates, baby, East Carolina. I'm going to go Boston College on that one. Just because I like the name. The name's cooler. Boston College. Um, I'm taking Boston College. Alrighty. Next up we got the Ticket Smarter bringing him Birmingham. Birmingham Bowl. We have Air Force versus Louisville. No, this is Houston Auburn. Oh. I, I kind of scrolled up on you. You did. As you were doing okay, taking my smart. Anyway, we got Houston versus Auburn. I'm going to say Auburn. I'm going to go Auburn. Houston. Houston. Ooh, I like the upset. Okay. All righty, perfect. And now we have the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Shout out to first responders. <laughs> They got Air Force versus Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, I'm going to go Louisville. Sweet Louisville. Sweet. Easy. Next up, we've got AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We have Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. I'm going to go Texas Tech. Yeah, give me the Tech, baby. Johnny Johnny Football. Johnny Football doesn't play in there anymore, so I don't even know who they're playing. I'm going to take Okay, Mississippi State. Okay, yeah. Actually, I like all right. Next up, we got the San Diego <laughs> County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, which is being played not on a holiday. Um, we have UCLA versus NC State. You know, I'll, I'll go with the West Coast here. I'll go UCLA. I'm going to go NC State on this guy. UCLA, NC State. I'm going UCLA. Matt's taking UCLA. Go Chip. Go Chip. Next up, we have the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. That's the most boring the name. The Rogers Rate Bowl. <laughs> yeah. We have West Virginia versus Minnesota. I'm taking West Virginia. I am too. I'm taking West Virginia. I, I think that's a sweep. Okay. Matt, I was taking that. All right. Next up, we have the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. We have SMU versus Virginia. Southern Methodist, baby. I'm taking SMU. I'm going to go Virginia. I'm going to go SMU. Yeah, okay. Next, we have the New Era Pinstripe Bowl. We have Maryland versus Virginia Tech. Take it, Maryland. I'm going to go Virginia as well. Go back to back Virginia. Virginia Wait, school. Three did I? Oh, yeah. I did. Wait, hold on. Wait, I gotta get... This is yeah. Virginia Tech, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. I took Maryland. Uh... All righty. Next up, we've got the cheese a, rec- a recognizable bowl. Yes, the Cheez It Bowl. 
Go, I love me a cheese. <laughs> we got Clemson versus Iowa State. Where's the goldfish bowl? Where's the representation of goldfish? Literally also a pun. The goldfish bowl. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Totally accidentally. I did. I mean, no, I didn't. I was, that was purpose. Um, I'm going to go Iowa State. This one's actually tough for me. I'm going to say Clemson. Okay. I feel like they're just going to show up in got, a bowl game. I'm taking Clemson. Okay. Uh, Ohio State from moi. All right. Now we got the Alamo Bowl. We got Oregon versus Oklahoma. Hate my life. I, man. Oregon, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do this just because it's going to be against everything I've said about Oklahoma the entire year while doing this podcast. I'm going to take Oklahoma in this game. I'm taking Oregon. I'm going right. to just do it. I'm not just- not because I really believe in it, but just because I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this will be known as the interim coaches bowl, yeah. uh, by the way. Uh, the coaching prowess of one who knows for Oregon at this point, I think still, and uh, um, the one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. Fortunately, I'm gonna take home. I think they have a better quarterback situation. Well, every by a, a mile and a half, everyone has a better quarterback so situation have than Oregon. Two better quarterbacks. Okay, next up we got Duke's. True, we yeah, got true. We got Duke's Mayo Bowl. Ugh, Mayo's disgusting. Whoa, 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 whoa. North Carolina versus South Carolina. We, 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 no one likes Mayo's disgusting. I'm going to take the alum of the second greatest basketball player of all time, and I'm going to say North Carolina. I, I I'm going to go North Carolina. I do too. Yep, sweep North Carolina. Okay, then we got the Transperfect Music City Bowl. We got Tennessee versus Purdue. Purdue's done some crazy things, so I'm, I'm going to say Purdue. Sweet. Yeah, Purdue. Two sweeps in a row. Okay, oh, next. don't even say this next bowl game. I'm so hungry. Next up, we got the Chick-fil-A Peach oh. Bowl. Do you want peaches with your Chick-fil-A? It's like my favorite fruit with like my favorite sandwich. <laughs> so we got Michigan State versus Pittsburgh. Ooh, Michigan State. Yeah. I want to say Pitt, but I'm going to I'm going to say Michigan State. Michigan State. It is a sweep, three, three in a row. Three sweeps in a row. All right, then we got the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. We got Wisconsin versus Arizona State. I'm going Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm not really impressed with Arizona State, even though I wouldn't probably be rooting for the Pac-12. Wisconsin. I'm going to take Arizona State just to break it up. There we go. That's okay. admirable. Four, not have four sweeps in a row. Okay, next up is the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. <laughs> the coolest weird yeah. name so far. The wait, we got Wake Forest versus Texas Don't even, A&M. Not even gonna think about it. Texas A&M, yep. Wake Forest is some hot garbage. They're not good. Texas A&M. And we could have nice. been, at, we could have oh, been five is, sweeps. On the I like bowl. this bowl name. Okay, <laughs> that's <is> awesome. <laughs> we got Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. We got Washington State versus Miami. Give me the Cougs, baby. Give me the Cougs. I'm gonna go the U. Okay. I'm gonna Mario do it. Be coaching in this game. Is he really? What the heck? All right, yeah, I'm going. I'm taking the U. Miami. Miami. All right. Next up, we've got the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. We got Central Michigan versus Boise State. I'm gonna say Boise State. I'm gonna go Central Michigan. Uh, Boise State. Okay. 
Wait, oh no, I can't do that. I can't break up my You going with all the Michigans? Michigan. Okay, so are are we are we doing the the C, the CFP semifinals? Yes. Okay. Do all the ones that are available. Okay. So then we got the good some year. Some real games. Yeah, some real games that matter. We got the, the semifinal Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. We got Cincinnati versus Bama. Bama. I'm going to say Bama. Sweep. All right. So then the other one, Capital One Orange Bowl. We got Georgia versus Michigan. This is. I'm, I'm going to say it. You're going to say Michigan? I'm taking Michigan. All Michigan. All day. Let's go. I knew it was coming from Matt because he was trying to keep that consistency with Michigan. If he wouldn't have picked the other Michigan, I'd be like, I don't know what Matt's I'm going to go pick. Georgia. I'm going to do it. I'm not even mad at that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. So next up, we got the Outback Bowl. We've got my boys, Penn State versus Arkansas. Penn State all day. I'm taking the Razorbacks, baby. Uh, your, your boys sucked it up at the end of the year. I know yeah. they did. I'm taking Arkansas. They went 5-0, and and they decided to not win really anything after that. Um. Uh, I know they did. Verbo, Cla- uh, no, Verbo Citrus Bowl. We have Iowa versus Kentucky. I'm going Iowa. I'm taking Iowa as well. I really liked them this year. Uh, they're boring as crud, but Iowa. This is a fun, fun name. We've got the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. We got Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. I'm taking Oklahoma State. I'm going Notre Dame. Uh, ooh, Brian Kelly's gone. Uh, Oklahoma State. Should be an Xbox Bowl. PlayStation's trash. Rose whoa, Bowl whoa, game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, we got the Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One Venture X. Just gotta get <laughs> Not it all in there. Of a game. We got Ohio State versus Utah. Oh wow! Ohio State's gonna win, but I'm gonna be rooting for Utah. So was so 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 you're picking Utah? No, no, you're still picking, picking, picking Iowa. Yeah, Ohio State's gonna win. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to go Utah. I'm going to go Utah. I will be rooting for Utah, but I think Ohio State. Uh, go go Utes, something you won't hear me <laughs> say. Go Utah. Uh, they're going to get beat. Oh, they're going to get beat? Yeah. Nope. They're going to win. All right. Now we have the All-State Sugar Bowl. We've got Ole Miss versus Baylor. I'm going to go Ole Miss. I'm going to take Baylor. Baylor. Okay. And then we got the, uh, where is it? Okay. We got the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Tax Act back at it again. It's like their third bowl. Uh, yeah. We got LSU versus Kansas State. You know, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Win this one for Coach O. Yep. LSU. Or don't because he's a terrible human being. Uh, also true. OK State. What? Wait, no, not OK State. Kansas. <laughs> Kansas. My bad. Uh, Oh, man, I don't like Kansas State. Forget them, though. I'm going Kansas State. Let's do it. Perfect, Kansas State. All right, we are done. I picked LSU. All right, you guys. Do so we want to... Uh, we did this. So here... Oh, I guess we didn't all pick the same. I was going to say. we If we picked oh all of gosh. our... Oh, my gosh. This still took us almost 17 minutes. That sucked. Anyway, we got to end right now. Our new rule is two hours or less. And uh, so we're grateful that you stuck with us. If you did. Uh, and if you didn't, you're a jerk. Anyway, uh, Urban Meyer doesn't have a job. Unemployed. <laughs>